0: Welcome to another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, with my very blue attired co host,
1: Jessica. How's
0: it going, Jessica? It's going. You're kind of like blending into the wall Um, behind you.
1: You are also wearing blue.
0: Yeah, but I'm wearing a darker blue. Okay. And I have white shoulders on.
1: I'm wearing, I do blend in with the wall. (laughs) That's funny.
0: As you turn your head away from the mic to compare yourself against the wall. Sorry,
1: everybody heard me laugh. That
2: was loud.
0: Yes, it was loud.
2: Mm.
0: Oh, we've got lots to discuss tonight. But before we get into it, as you're sipping, which I'm going to have to stall now. Sorry. What are you drinking over there? What are you sipping through that metal straw?
1: Bloody Mary.
0: Oh, is it just any Bloody Mary?
1: No. It's a bubbly Bloody Mary.
0: Ooh, that's a mouthful. So many bees. So many bees. A BBM.
1: That sounds gross. Okay,
0: <laughs> it's a bu- low carb low. Yeah, this is gonna be a long day. <laughs> low carb bubbly Bloody Mary. What's in it? Well, it is three ounces of vodka, four ounces of the tomato juice of choice, which we have. Uh, we I used spicy V eight because that was in the pantry. Mm. One teaspoon of fresh squeezed lemon juice, half a teaspoon of Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. Sure. Worcestershire. Half a teaspoon of low carb simple syrup. We use the Tarani brand because we get it off of Amazon, not because they sponsor us, because no, they don't. They don't. So that'd be cool if they did. One to three dashes of hot sauce. Yeah. I used uh, Louisiana hot sauce this time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I like my hot sauces, so I had plenty to choose from. And then it was topped off with uh, club soda.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So I
0: put all the ingredients, and just to have fun with it, I put it in a big old tall pilsner glass indeed yes put all the ingredients in except for the club soda gave them a big stir put in two giant ice cubes Mm-hmm. topped it off with the club soda and garnished with a pickle spear and a uh, green olive a dill pickle spear awesome yeah and it was a uh, pimento stuffed cocktail green olive
1: okay it's pretty tasty
0: well, cheers. Um, Gently, so we don't I, spill it.
1: I think it. this is a really bad idea. A
0: gentle cheers. Nope, that's a bad idea. I'm watching you See? lift it. Never mind. Just yell cheers into the mic.
2: <laughs> cheers.
0: Just itching to get to that, that straw, aren't yeah. you? All right. Cheers. Thank you. How is it? It's good. Not too spicy? No. It's not, not too spicy. boozy? Because we got yep, things to do, because do once again, we're recording do. in the morning. It's just the way the week has gone. It has been a busy week.
1: Such a busy week.
0: And every night we were going to sit down and podcast. It was either you're exhausted, I'm exhausted, you're not home, I'm not home. Mm-hmm. Something's going on, and it's just like, so here we are on the weekend. And even then, I we both still have stuff to do. i got to yeah. go out and do yard work.
1: I have to go plant a tree with I don't have a scouts. problem
0: walking back and forth with the lawnmower, though, after mm-hmm. having a Bloody Mary.
1: Well, that's good. Yeah. I get to go plant a tree with Girl Scouts this afternoon. You get to go watch number the number girls one. dig a
0: hole in the ground. God, I hope so. You get to go watch probably one of the dads dig the hole in the ground while all the moms stand around and go, you're not dads doing that will right. Be
1: there. I don't think the dads will be there. But the elementary school principal should be there, so that'll be fun.
0: He'll probably ride his bike over. Probably. So he'll be in like spandex shorts.
1: That'll be great. Yeah. I'll be sure to take pictures.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the moms will be around making fun of him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, we we are planting a tree for to celebrate Earth Day. We decided on it at our last meeting. Wait a minute! Earth Day, I know was, that back Earth in Day April. was back in April, but it was cold in April, if you'll remember. Anyways, our troop leader bought a tree to commemorate our very kind lovely of troop. tree. I actually don't know the answer to that. Um, no, I really don't know the answer. Lame. I guess I'll find out today.
0: I guess it'll be a <laughs> surprise.
1: A surprise tree! Yay! And the elementary school where our troop was founded, um, not where our troop was founded. The elementary school. Well, it's school where all the where... girls came out of. and Yeah. You, you I mean, that's it. where we formed our little troop. Um, it said that we could plant it there, and we're pretty excited about it. So, yay. Yay. Yay.
0: Well, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, we got to figure out what dinner is because, <laughs> according to the board, and if you listen to our podcast, you know, we got a board where we map out what we're going to eat for the week. And it says, Mom's pork loin. Mom's pork loin still in the freezer.
1: Sometimes that happens. I
0: don't think we're getting a thought in time to slow roast either. that. But
1: we could do homemade pizza because we have low-carb tortillas, so we can make pizzas out of that, and the kids could have regular well, pizza. Well, I also have
0: the carb quick that I wanted to experiment with and making a thicker pizza dough, and mm. we haven't used the outdoor pizza oven that we have in a while. So um, on our brainstorming plan, we had a low-carb pizza episode, a pizza pizzazz. Yeah so we could start experimenting with that tonight we got some options and we'll discuss it in further episodes yeah but things that have happened that we didn't discuss in previous episodes one we just had mother's day we did happy mother's day mother of four
1: thank you happy Happy mother's Mother's day Day to all of our lovely listeners who are mothers yeah
0: did you have a great mother's day
1: I did. You want to know what I did all day on Mother's Day? You got to sleep in. I got to sleep in, and then I got to sit, and I read an entire book. And it was like a 400-page book, and it was amazing. Nobody bothered me.
0: Well, you did have to go find your book at one point, because you fell asleep, and Kid (laughs) 4 wandered in and decided to take your book, and she wanted to read it. Kid 4 can't read.
1: She cannot read.
0: But she did take the book.
1: She did, so then I had to go play hide-and-seek. With the book, and then I found it, and she cheered for me. Um, <laughs> no, but it was it was a really nice relaxing in the library that day. was nice
0: and clean, mm-hmm. and somehow we've managed to keep it clean all week because I know. every time Kid Four hauls toys in there, we're like, no, 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 pick those up. Go, oh, you've got it. like what should be the dining room in our house is the kids' playroom. It's like you guys have trashed that over and over and over again. Keep your mess in there. In addition to being Mother's Day between last episode and this episode, mm-hmm. you also had a birthday, just a little one, nothing big, nothing uh, consequential, no, you know, no milestone. Oh, wait, no, it was 40. You are 40. <laughs> you're old. I hate you. I know.
1: <laughs> I'm not as old as you.
0: That's true, but you're still old now.
1: Okay. My AARP stuff hasn't shown up yet, though. So you're I a classic. Say, yeah. Uh, Really? I don't want to be a classic.
0: I don't know. I just want to tease you. <laughs>
1: yeah i turned 40 it was awesome
0: what'd you do for your birthday
1: um like i don't know but yeah no (laughs) for part of it well my parents just moved to town and they were all excited and they were like we get to spend the day with you on your birthday that hasn't happened since i was like 22 i think so it was a really big deal and they're like we're gonna take you shopping all day for clothes and i said that's awesome yay um so we went outlet shopping and we were gone for the entire day and then at the...
0: And you got to sleep in because I took to all four kids to the rink. Three of them had hockey.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I took them all. Mm-hmm. And they just... the uh, Whoever wasn't playing was taking turns, keeping an eye on kid four, who was also playing on her iPod and her tablets and being a rink rat.
1: <laughs> That's, you got to find a different name for that. <laughs> that is what they're called. No. And with her
0: crazy hair that morning, she really was a rink rat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Yeah, no, that was nice. It was it was very especially after the week that I had before my birthday. It was nice to get to sleep in and not have to do anything or take care of anyone in the morning. And then my parents came and took me shopping at our uh close at the outlet malls that are close to us, and that was lots of fun. Um, and then at the end, like we had made a reservation to go to um, dinner at one of the nicer restaurants in town.
0: I mean, it's a classic restaurant. It is a
1: classic their, in every sense of the word.
0: Their menu has not changed since we were little kids. Nope. Their decor has not changed since we were little kids. Their business policies. I mean, it Everything, is stuck in time. Even the
1: staff is exactly the For same. For the most part, yes. That old man has been there forever.
0: Yes, but the owners are now the children, or the son of the original owners.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, so same family, and that yeah. explains why the decor hasn't changed.
0: But the only thing that changes is the seasonal craft brewery, the seasonal craft beer they on have tap. craft beer there? Yeah, from some of the local breweries. Not local, but like uh, this corner of Michigan, not this yeah. county.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, well, Once I don't, you can pick I don't up I in drink almost beer. Every state. I had a bunch of martinis at dinner, and they uh, were fantastic. I did
0: have a dirty martini while I was there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So dinner was great, and then we came home, and like... Well, wait.
0: It was an early dinner too. It wasn't an forty early dinner. and you're old. So we walked in at five thirty. Okay, but it, we walked in at five thirty and there were people <laughs> of like the eighty and over group walking out. They had already finished their dinner. They
1: had their to-go boxes. And we're
0: sitting there at dinner, we're looking around and like, Oh my god. Like we're the youngest like your parents who are in their sixties were the youngest people other than your brother, you and I. Yeah. In that area, that section of the restaurant. Everybody else was like, oh my God, are they taking their teeth out to gum the food?
1: It was was pretty amusing. I know.
0: It's offensive to old people, but come on, how many old people are going to listen to our podcast?
1: And it
0: was was what was going on. Yeah. So between that and then, like, you have a wonderful photo you took of your parents. I
1: do. But
0: then we look at it and, like, there's a nude woman in the background. There
1: (laughs) is some interesting stuff on the wall in this restaurant. And, like, we were sitting there there waiting for our drinks to show up, and I'm looking around and I spied. A naked painting portrait of a woman right next to this table full of old people. and Very like,
0: Betty Page-esque.
1: Except she was fully nude.
0: Uh, Betty Page got nude, too. Did
1: she? I thought that there were like stickers mm, or tassels no. or something. I
0: think we should watch the notorious I Betty don't Page.
1: I to. Anyways, I spied that and then I was like, that painting is right next to that table full of old people. Like, all they can see are her boobs while they're eating their steak and that's hilarious
0: and you're <laughs> 40 now and you're calling them old probably because they were more than double your age
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: you know what maybe they couldn't see it their vision gets old or gets bad or old know. age. i don't know we're i kidding. was just sitting
1: there thinking if that were me i would have to get up and take that off the wall because i don't want to stare at boobs while i'm eating dinner so i'm glad that we were not sitting at that table anyways what did um, they
0: what did they order for dinner was it the
1: the old people um, I don't know. It was probably leading into
0: a duck breast joke, but anyway.
1: Jesus. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, dinner was delicious. The martinis were fabulous. Um, I don't know. It was really it was fun, and that's where I thought that my parents um were planning on coming over. For drinks afterwards. They had
0: prepositioned a bottle of they Jack did. and Diet 7-Up.
1: Right. So I was like, oh, cool. We're coming back to the house and we're going to hang out and have cake. And that'll be like the end of my birthday. Hooray.
0: I made low carb little cheesecakes. You did. Which we discussed and... way back when in one of the episodes.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, so you and my dad, start, you made drinks. And then you and my dad started talking about the kids' play set in the backyard. And then my dad said, well, let's go look at it. And so you guys like went outside and I didn't think anything of it. And so we're sitting there, I was just chatting with my mom and my brother's on the couch and my mom was like, oh, well, we, we could play Skippo. And I was like, okay, that's fun. Um, so we're sitting at the table playing Skippo. And then, I don't know, we're like three rounds in and you send me a text going, I need you to come outside because we have a question about where to put the slide. And I was like, no. I am fixing to win this round. I'm not coming outside until it's over. And you were like, uh, but yeah." I mean- your
0: response to text of no got quite the response. Oh, just- <laughs> yeah. Anyway, continue.
1: So you, you sent another one trying to get me to come outside again. And again, I said, no, I want to win this. I'll be out in a minute. Um, so yes, I won the card game and then I went outside to see what you wanted. And I walk outside and there is a yard full of my friends and little tables set up and a fire pit. And it was a very, very...
0: a little table, four little tables. It
1: was a very big surprise. So uh, well done. You actually got me this year. I'm pretty impressed with you. Thank you. It was lots of fun. I was really happy to see everybody. It was two
0: months of planning. Impressive. It was two months of... Because, you know, we have joint baking accounts and you can see all the purchases. It was buying stuff and you know tucking in a little bit here a little bit there to grocery trips keeping things hidden so that it wasn't like why is that grocery bill abnormally large uh it was this and that and then putting off going to the party store to the very very last minute so a lot of the party supplies came from the local grocery store a bit at a time so that you wouldn't notice it.
1: I didn't notice anything. Exactly
0: one month to the day before the party, the Evite went out to people, and the goal was, I mean, we're living in the tail end of, hopefully the tail end of COVID. Yeah. So uh, it was a outdoor, and springtime in Michigan is, you don't know what you're going to get, especially a month out, but it was a outdoor soiree party it was a film you you are a cinephile and we we talked about that in the last episode of uh, uh, family film fest so it was an outdoor film themed uh party they had popcorn and i had the little uh, cardboard popcorn containers that yeah. we could put popcorn in and i got the giant bags from costco which is great for people who wanted certain brands I couldn't get in the individual bags but I also had the little individual serving bags for people who wanted sealed mm-hmm. ready to go we had the mini cheesecakes we had uh, I told them to bring uh, bring your favorite movie beverage bring a chair and you know be able to ready the social distance and everything but things over that course of the month things relaxed and said parties under of 100 if you're vaccinated you could take your mask off Well, everybody was vaccinated so we got to ditch the masks it was well under 100 because
1: i don't know that i have 100 there weren't 100 there weren't
0: 100 people invited but no i mean it was purposely kept small even if everybody showed up and brought a guest we still would have been under and then you mix in that it's busy it's mother's day weekend it was kind of cold
1: it was cold there was
0: rain in the forecast quite often and then of course it's michigan so the forecast is changing uh Every hourly. few minutes. Yeah. Leading up to this, I sent an update uh, message to everybody on the Evite that hadn't already said no. And there's a lot of details in there. I won't we'll go to all of it. But um, for weather, I put it's May in Michigan. So the forecast varies wildly from update to update. And I'm talking about like hourly update to hourly mm-hmm. update. Expect temperatures anywhere from tundra to tropical, winds <laughs> either blowing or not, <laughs> and the chance of rain somewhere between zero and 100%. Trust accordingly.
1: Yep, every- And then I had a
0: fire pit going, which caught you off guard because we... We don't have a fire pit. Yeah, we had one in Virginia, but we didn't take it with us.
1: Mm-hmm. No, it was it was very lovely.
0: Attire casual, but if you want to dress to the nines, you do you. It's pretty safe that I'll be in jeans and Chuck Taylors. I actually didn't have Chuck Taylors on because I didn't have time. We were running late to switch out of my, uh, my boots to uh, my Chuck's. And then we also had it set up for uh, drive-bys too. People who weren't ca- weren't um, comfortable with an in-person, outdoor, spaced-out event uh, could have just uh, were given the option of drive-by because we're visible from the street. Oh, but we had plenty of booze and like people stayed and we had got partway through the movie. And by the way, the feature film of the evening projected on the side of the house was Labyrinth. Labyrinth, it's my favorite. Yes, your guilty I'm such pleasure, a all-time favorite. <laughs>
1: No, it really is my favorite I was shocked by how many
0: people there had not seen Labyrinth. Yeah. And they're like, it's David Bowie, and he's ready to go play baseball in tights because he's got a cup on? What's going on here?
1: Nobody knows the answer to that. Yeah, I
0: know. Uh, But that was fun, and they got to meet the bunnies, and you... Oh, you got to tell the audience about the bunnies. The birthday bunnies. The
1: birthday bunnies. (laughs) So on Friday...
0: Because your birthday was Saturday. Exactly.
1: So, this is the Friday before my birthday. I had arranged to leave work early and I was planning on going to the bookstore, which is my happy place, and just spending a little bit of me time. And so, I'm getting ready to literally walk out the door at work and I get a text message from you. And it is a picture of kid number three holding the world's tiniest rabbit in his hands. And I was like, hey,
0: they come tinier.
1: Yeah. And I, I just saw it and I was like, oh, that's weird. Why is kid number three holding a rabbit? Where exactly is kid number three? Because I didn't recognize the background of that picture. Where is he at that he's holding this rabbit? And I couldn't figure it out. And then I get another picture and it's of all of our kids holding rabbits. And I'm looking at it and I was like, oh, no. And then I looked at... We had at, another one
0: for you in the bucket.
1: I'm not there yet. Don't get ahead of the story. Okay. And then I looked in the background and I was like... Oh no, that's my yard. Why why is there a bucket? Why are all of my children holding rabbits? What is happening right now? It's a bucket so, of bunnies. And then like I I was sitting on the floor of work, which means I was around therapists and clients and I was looking at my phone and I said <gasps> oh no. And my counterpart was there and she was like, what's wrong? And I just flashed say, her the picture. I was like, my children are holding baby bunnies and she just started laughing.
0: You didn't just scream in front of the clients and everything, what the f***?
1: That went through my head oh, okay. but I'm not allowed to say that at work. No, you're not. So-
0: Good job on self-control and professionalism.
1: And she just started laughing and I was like, I I have to go. It's 3.30. I said I was leaving at 3.30. I'm going to go, apparently, home to deal with this, whatever this is. And then as I am walking out to the car, I get a video and it is of kid number four who is rattling off the names of all of these rabbits that the children are pulling out of a bucket. And I was like, what in the actual is happening right now? Um, so, like, I actually just decided that I couldn't handle it, and I put my phone into my purse, and I proceeded to drive to the bookstore, and I ignored it until you called me. I'm just and then... <laughs> thoroughly
0: entertained at this whole point, and that's why I was sending you stuff.
1: And then I, I was just like, I saw that it was you, and I was like, what do you want? Why are there rabbits? Why are our children holding rabbits? Where did you get them from, and where is their mother?
0: And why was I calling you?
1: I honestly don't know.
0: Because I saw that you were at the mall, and I was calling you up, and like, Please tell me you're not buying bunny supplies at the mall right now.
1: <laughs> I think they do still have that pet store there. It's um, the shadiest,
0: creepiest pet store ever.
1: awful. Anyways, yeah, you didn't know that I was going to the bookstore. No, I'm I am not even didn't. sure that you knew that I was leaving work a little bit early.
0: No, I knew you were leaving work early. Uh, I didn't know you were going to the bookstore. I didn't care that you were at the bookstore. I was like, hey, have some you time. But mm-hmm. I was like, just don't be spending money on the bunnies that we're not keeping.
1: Yeah, no, and I, but I did ask you, I was like, what, where did those bunnies come from? Where, their ha, mother? how, yeah, the bunnies <laughs> came from their mother. Um, but I said, no, who gave them the bunnies? And that's when you said, my father gave them the bunnies. And I got very upset.
0: Because it's not a birthday in our family until my dad breaks out the bunnies
1: yeah we're gonna get into that in a minute okay so then i asked you well when are you taking the rabbits back to your parents house where they came from and you said we're not and then i got very upset um because it seems you explained to me because you explained to me that your father in the process of ripping up his garden destroyed their nest and you didn't give me a straight answer on what happened to those bunnies mother but i suspect she is no longer with us on this planet
0: because i didn't get a straight answer on what happened to the mother i was just told the mother is not coming back with a that blank italian grandfather stare of stop "Stop asking questions and like look you ever had enough old italians you know when they give you that look you don't ask any more questions
1: (laughs) yeah um.
0: You know, it's like, come on, you—it's something you learn growing up around big Italian families. There's a point where they just give you that stare, and it's like, shut up. Where <laughs> some things are going to be left unsaid, and pick up on the vibe.
1: Right. So since you couldn't give me an answer, and since I just really wanted to pick out books at the bookstore, (laughs) I was like, you know what? I can't, I'm not going to do this right now. I want those bunnies to not be at our house when I get home. And you were like, well, the bunnies will still be at the house when you get home. And then I got off the phone with you.
0: And you called Animal Control. And they said, put the bunnies back. There's nowhere nowhere
1: to put them back. Stop getting ahead of the story. Oh, sorry. So I finished at the bookstore. And then I tried to get my favorite coffee drink, and the barista lied to me and told me that was a seasonal-only drink, which I know for a fact is a lie, because yes. I get it throughout the year in a wide variety of states. And I was just like, well... Are we
0: talking about U.S. states or just state of confusion, state US of mania, states. state of motherhood?
1: U.S. states? Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: But all those other states too. Right.
1: Um, But yeah, I was just... I was very annoyed by that. So then I get in the car, and I called Animal Control, and I... <laughs> And the girl <laughs> answered the phone, and she was all nice and chipper, and I said, look, my father-in-law has given my children a bucket full of baby rabbits, and I swear to God, she started laughing.
0: Could you please call it a bucket of bunny? That's more fun.
1: <laughs> Fine. I said, look. You can't
0: smile. You can't help but smile unless you, when you say the word term or the phrase, bucket of bunnies.
1: Fine. I said, my father-in-law has given my children a bucket full of bunnies, and I swear to God, she started laughing. No, 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 laughing. not full
0: of. Just bucket of bunnies. It. I love messing with you.
1: <laughs> A bucket full of bunnies. And she started laughing. And I was like, I need to know what to do with them. And she goes, You need to put them back. And I was like, Okay. So I haven't been home to fully assess the situation yet, but I'm willing to bet that is not possible because You're I'm so pretty critical. sure that he has destroyed the nest. And she goes, Okay. Odds are the parents are looking for those baby bunnies. Even if the nest is gone, they're still going to be there looking for their babies. So you need to put them back where you found them. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he's not going to let me. She goes, You need to put them back. And I, I was just like, Okay, um, what if, what if you what if, what if we if, put them back and the parents don't come back? She goes, Well, keep us posted and if they don't come back by the end of Sunday, call us Monday morning. I mean, how do
0: you nicely tell animal control? <clears throat> I don't I can neither confirm nor deny, but I think Mama Bunny sleeps with the fishes. <laughs>
1: I don't think you can tell animal control that. So I thanked her for her time and then I hung up the phone and then I called my father and I got on the phone. Fo- I got him on the phone and I said, What do you know about baby bunnies? And he goes, I know you have a hot <laughs> mess at your house right now. And I was like, You've been to my house. And he goes, Oh, yeah, your children. Oh, they
0: rushed on over. Like, can we pop over? I'm like, Sure. And they're like, Boom, they're there. Like, they must have like, texted from the edge of the neighborhood.
1: They <laughs> said, We've been to your house. We've seen your children. They're super attached to those things and they are too young to be away from their mother and I was just like okay, so are they old enough do you think to be away from their mother? And my dad said, "No, they're not old enough to be away from their mother." Um so yeah, I get home and you're like ready to take the bunnies to the edge of the forest and I was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> The bunnies are still here. Tomorrow's my birthday. I'll be damned if I don't get to hold one of those bunnies. So give me the bunnies. Um, So I got to hold the little baby bunnies, and they were super soft and super snuggly. You started with one. I started with one. by the time it
0: was all said and done, you had all five. All
1: five. And there's a spectacular picture of me holding all five of them.
0: I'll put it up at some point.
1: Thanks. Um, But yeah, the kids were completely enamored with the baby bunnies. They all had names. They could tell me their names because the baby bunnies had... A little different, varying sizes of uh, white stripes on their face, on their head. I don't, I don't know what a bunny. Right on their forehead. Yeah, um, and, except for one. That one had no stripe. Um, so they could, they could tell them apart. It was very sweet to get to snuggle those little baby bunnies. Um, and then after the snuggling was done, we put them in it. We built a little nest for them on the side of the ravine, and then we left the bunnies alone. Until the next night, when it was my birthday, and everybody was like, "Are the bunnies still here? We want to see the bunnies." And I was like, "Yeah, let's go see the bunnies." Um, and so people got to hold the bunnies, but the bunnies were not into it. They kept hopping out of people's hands. I don't they know. were
0: they were active. They
1: they were a lot. They were very active. I was pretty surprised by it because I thought they were starving to death. Um,
0: uh, I don't think they were.
1: No. So I don't know. The bunnies were gone. On Sunday, though, and, like, we looked at the nest, and there were no signs of, like, anything attacking the nest. It just, they were gone. Um, So, I don't, maybe they really did hop off. I don't, I don't know.
0: I mean, we put them in a nice little thing with uh, yard waste, Mm -hmm. and it's that dead dune grass, beach grass stuff that we cut down, Mm -hmm. and leaves, and long clippings, and everything. So, they were, they had a nice little burrow they could get into. They
1: did. Um, But it looks like they left. I did contact some of my friends and I was like, what do you guys know about baby bunnies? And a couple of them sent me this little infographic from one of our local um, parks and it talked about baby bunnies and it basically said, if the bunnies are fully furred and their eyes are open, they are actually old enough to be away from their mother.
0: Which they were. And these
1: bunnies were. They were extremely tiny, which apparently they are just tiny when they're ready to go. So I am just choosing to believe Based on that infographic and based on the fact that there was no sign of struggle with that nest, the bunnies just decided they were done being in the nest and have hopped off to go lead very happy, bunny, very happy productive bunny lives.
0: Look if it helps you. The ravine in our backyard goes all the way down to the neighborhood where my parents live. Granted, my parents don't live on the ravine, which is the other reason why it's like we can't take them back to my parents' house and put them in their backyard because they're essentially landlocked by other houses. Mm-hmm. Plus, my dad is... Vermits! Must keep the vermin out of the garden.
1: Yeah.
2: Old Italian man.
1: Anyways, that was the bunny story. Why don't you go ahead and explain that little comment you made about it wouldn't be a birthday if my dad didn't bring the bunnies.
0: So, my parents, uh, when they got married and my dad landed his first real job out of college, he had Mm -hmm. jobs while in college. They ended up in Central Lower Peninsula, Michigan. And I have two older sisters, and at one point they lived on a farm, they rented a house on a farm, and they had uh, beef cattle there. My dad's not a farmer, he just, he grew up on a farm, he's an electrical engineer by training, and he was working as an electrical engineer and engineering manager. But they had the farm, and as basically what we would call a side hustle now. Okay. They had beef cattle, and they, they had other farms nearby, and they would trade stuff. And the neighbors came over one night, and they had been raising rabbits, and they brought rabbits over for my parents to cook up and eat my parents had two little girls who went into the kitchen and decided to name and play with them now granted like we've had lobsters live lobsters before and we've had lobster races in the kitchen and we were like showing them to our kids
1: highly recommend doing lobster races in the kitchen
0: lobsters are yeah you know, with the rubber bands on yeah but lobsters are not cute and cuddly, and you're hugging and snuggling them, and you're not leaving your children in the kitchen with them while you go back and visit with the neighbors in the living room. Or,
1: For or. apparently hours. <laughs> your sisters had hours with these things.
0: Right. Well, uh, so the bunnies just happened to arrive, and by coincidence, it was also one of my sister's birthdays. This is also before I was born, so Thank it goodness. is well-established e- well as family lore now. <laughs> so the bunnies arrive on my sister's birthday. We're talking like they're still in single-digit ages,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and she's the—I mean, both my sisters love animals, but she is by far the big-time animal lover of the family, more, th- more so than everyone, relatively speaking. Yeah. Um, and we all like animals, but— so she's snuggly on these things. Yeah, they ended up being dinner. This is also the sister that was for quite a while was a vegetarian. It Can even, you blame her? Even now, it not into red meat.
1: After that, but I wouldn't would become a vegetarian, poultry. too. Yes. You can't just take somebody's thing they think is a pet and then cook it and then make them eat it for their birthday. That is terrible.
0: Yes. And it was funny, though. Your friends were over and like a lot of them had stories like that. But they were like uh, one had an uncle who was raising <laughs> bunnies. And every so often she'd get tired of the bunny. The bunny would go back and along... Throughout history, she was eating rabbit and cooked, but it wasn't like here are two bunnies in the kitchen. Watch us as we put them down and cook them for you. It was kind of like um play with bunnies, give <laughs> them back. And oh, by the way, we would go over to the uncle's house, we're having something that looks like beef or chicken, but you know, there's not that con- direct connection. Yeah. Like my sister went through. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Bunny But it adds to
0: the yeah, it adds to like a okay.
1: It's a birthday. Time for bunnies.
0: Marco's dad strikes again with bunnies, bunnies. on a birthday.
1: Yay. Yeah. But
0: you know what? Like, okay, well, they're here. How can I get the maximum effect out of this? Let's mess with Jess. No, let's not. Yes. <laughs> Happy birthday, old lady.
1: Thanks, old man. Oh, thank you. Hmm.
0: Did all the 20 somethings you work with uh, uh, say, do anything for your birthday? No. Okay. They even acknowledge it. They're just like, "Well, the old lady's another year older."
1: Mm, a couple of them wish me happy birthday on our group chat.
0: Did they ask you if you joined AARP?
1: No, did they ask no, you, they like, didn't. Mm. How many more
0: years until you collect social security? I
1: mean, they can't really go too far. I am their boss, so. <laughs> 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 I did hear one of them no, gleefully no, announce,
0: "No PTO for you. You will not get your vacation approved."
1: I overheard one of them gleefully announce, "Jessica's the oldest person in this building." Not me. Jessica's the oldest person in this building. And I was like thinking to myself, you're a couple months younger than me. You only have a couple months. She's,
0: let her hang on to that little shred that she is not the <laughs> oldest person in the building. You are.
1: Yeah. No, it's fine. I think it's funny.
0: Do you do a happy dance when your maintenance guy shows up? Because isn't he older than you?
1: He is older than me. But nobody else sees him. He's <laughs> like a ghost. Sometimes He's a figment
0: of your imagination.
1: Sometimes my counterpart sees him, but usually...
0: It's because you two are late doing management stuff. Yeah. Boss lady
1: stuff. All right. That's enough of my birthday and rabbits. You had a big meeting this week. Why don't you tell us about that?
0: Work meeting or? Hockey meeting. Yes, we had a big hockey meeting because we're trying to, even though we're just getting into the playoffs, and by the time this posts, we'll have had the Sunday night playoff games, not the Monday night playoff games for the semifinals. I mean, it's it's prep work for what are we going to do for summer? What are we doing for fall? I mean, Basically, this season's gonna end the weekend before Memorial Day,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and the weekend after Memorial Day will be draft weekend for the summer season. Awesome. And then we've got fall coming up after Labor Day.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I sat down with a not a full captains meeting, really just a panel of what I call an expert panel. These are players who also have captain experience, and actually, right now they're um, most of them are current captains, but. Captain experience, they've played in all the leagues. They've just been there a long time, so they can speak to what's going on. there. I've got some other captains that have been there a long time, but they've never played all the other different leagues. Okay. And we were looking at, you know, issues and where do we want to go with this and what, how do we want to shape it, but also trying to um, further kind of bring it into alignment as advertised and players that really need to get that little bump Mm-hmm. To go play in the league that they're supposed to be in, we got some that are slumming down. Maybe some that need to be, you know, pushed up. Me, some that need to be brought down because they're just not at the level. And going through all that, so we had that at one of the local breweries. Uh Meanwhile, it's all. It was also Pedal to Pints night for, um yeah, for the Packarder Peddlers, which is a local bicycle club. So I'm sitting there and like one of the guys, as I was pulling up, is like, I didn't realize this place was a biker bar. I'm like did you forget your spandex? He goes, yeah, my funny shoes. I'm like, to be fair, I almost rode my bike over here.
1: <laughs> you totally should have. I should have. No, it was great. Um, and I
0: and I saw a lot of the people that it's fun to ride with, but it's like, I got to get this meeting done. And this was just the only night I could get away with it. Yeah. It was supposed to be a one-hour meeting. <laughs> I was gone for like four. Four.
1: Um, No, we take the kids to Taekwondo on Thursdays, and I always get to like ride by the Pachyderm Peddlers as they're taking off. On their, on, their, on their ride on the way over to the studio. And then as I'm going to pick them up, I see them all returning. And that's super fun. Because I'm like, yay, I know them. Hooray.
0: I'm hoping that once we get uh, through spring hockey, you and I can start meeting up on Tuesdays for Bike Buchanan. Yeah. And I can just load your bike in the back of my truck. Mm-hmm. We can I'll take a- my
1: spandex to work and get changed <laughs> yeah. before I get in the car. Your
0: parents or my parents to cover the kids for that night, especially once school gets out.
2: Yeah.
0: Liz, who... We spoke with back in, uh, I think that was episode Last 20. Summer. Yeah. Uh, they're getting ready to start up their, their new season very soon. It's just like the first few weeks, it's it's not happening for you and I because kids got Taekwondo, kid one's got goalie clinic, uh, work, their school the next morning. Yep. So once we get back all that, uh, I really enjoy the Bike Buchanan ones because one, we don't live down there. Yeah.
1: So it's like we get to see everything with fresh eyes and it's really fun.
0: And it's hilly and it's interesting. Whereas, uh, the Pachyderm Peddlers crew who do a great job. Mm-hmm. It's also the same routes we w- ride by ourselves. By ourselves, so mm-hmm. it's like the same scenery. The difference is the the group and the vibe. That's fun, mm-hmm. but there's the group and the vibe with Bike Buchanan plus novel scenery that exactly. we don't get otherwise. Yep, I think if we lived down there, we would feel the same way about. Absolutely. It. Uh, 100%. I am going to try to get out with uh, pector and Peddlers also when things calm down and school's out because Thursday is Taekwondo night for our kids again.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It'll be fun. But yes. Anyways, we, uh, back to your meeting. Yeah, we had a meeting. We got through all that. It was very much kind of fits with my philosophy on a lot of things of plan for the worst, hope for the best. So I'm trying to cover all the bases. And as you and I were brainstorming ideas and we had some that we were planning to do this week uh, that. Just didn't get time because it got very busy this week to do all the background research and finish it up. Um It's like we were talking about this and like, you know, the worst plan for the worst, the worst. Yeah, that became the inspiration for this episode. The worst episode. The we, oh, worst. worst. The worst. So that's what we're going to discuss tonight. The worst. the worst. A lot of worsts, And we're not talking about bratwurst and liverwurst. Or worstie sure Or if you drive through down, what is it? Um. Uh, highway 12 in the south end of the county there's the one that says liver best have you ever seen that one down no. towards three oaks michigan
1: no yeah anyway huh. that's funny okay but we
0: are going to talk about some worst experiences we've had but it's going to be funny and they're going to be our discussion <laughs> points and that's where we go but we're gonna do a segue real quick because i need to top off my bloody mary okay all right be right back okay All right, let's do this. Let's do this. I
1: see you've moved on to a martini.
0: Well, I wanted another drink, and I wanted to, (laughs) you know, wash the carbs, Mm -hmm. because I do that. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, Bloody Mary, minus the tomato juice, what do I get? Martini. Martini. So I have a dirty martini.
1: Okay, awesome.
0: But it's also, we've been at this, uh, by the time we got around to getting started, because it was a late start this morning, (laughs) not to be confused with late start Wednesday that the kids' school does. Mm. I hate late start Wednesday. You like cuts into my whole morning and work. Yeah. But um, you and I were just tired. It was a late night of working on stuff last night. By the time we got down here, started getting set up, got recorded, did our, you know, started recording. Well, it's we're into the lunch hour now. So we can do a martini.
2: Yeah.
0: So I'm not going to do a three martini lunch, but it will be a one martini lunch. And what will be fun is when you come home from planting a tree. How straight are those lines when I've been mowing the lawn this afternoon?
1: That will be fun. Be I fun. dare you to make them wiggly on purpose, just so we can watch the neighbors go out there and sigh heavily and shake their heads in disapproval. That's
0: what the old people do when they walk their dogs. It doesn't matter what I do. Or the other neighbors that are maybe our age. Maybe you should... be uh, the, the second generation of owners in this neighborhood, like all the first generation ones who are retired and can spend all day on their lawns. Maybe you
1: should mow a triangle or a landing strip into the front a yard. A landing
0: strip? Just make it bald. It's a Brazilian (laughs) yard.
1: This drink better wear off before I have to go plant a tree.
0: You know what? I'm just going to leave the Brazilian landing strip, whatever (laughs) comments you're leaving. Just let it hang there. And let's move on to the worst. I guess a landing strip would be the worst lawn cutting job I could do. Actually, just mowing it down to the dirt, make it full Brazilian front yard would be the worst. And let's get into the worst, (laughs) which will be our our discussion (laughs) points. I've got a list. I did. By the way, when I sent you this, when I thought of it,
1: you sent it to me.
0: I did. I texted it to you. Did you notice what icon I used as bullet points as I went down the list? Is it poop? No, they were hot dogs. Because worst, like bratwurst.
1: Okay. Oh, there it is. All right. Cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and like ideas for the title were like had a bad day. Because it was a rough day. day then I when I came yeah, up with this. But this is gonna be the worst. The worst episode I ever worked. The worst. So these are our discussion points. Jessica leading off.
1: I can't. I, I've got it in front of me. Don't but worry. I don't. It doesn't matter. Oh, I'm gonna ask right. you the question. Okay.
0: All right. Hit it. What was the worst job you ever had?
1: Okay, but do I say business names?
0: It's up to Even you. Even if the business It's up is... to you. You can either describe the industry or you All can right. say the business.
1: Okay. The worst job I've ever had was probably my first job. And what I thought I was being hired for... So there were two parts to this business. I'm not going to say the business name because um, while the business doesn't exist anymore, I know that the owners are still active in the community. Um,
0: And do you have any animosity towards the owners?
1: Absolutely not. Okay. I really don't. So go on. Anyways... Um, there were two parts to this business. The one part I knew about, which I thought I was applying for, which was the part where they made um, bespoke bath salts and bubble bath and massage oils and everything with their um, different oils and, and all of these different products. And I thought, Well, oh, that's really fun. I want to mix up bubble baths and things. Would be fair to describe things?
0: it as like a holistic wellness spiritual place
1: yeah my dad um when he found out that i was working there he was like oh you're working at a head shop and i was like <laughs> no dad i'm not they don't sell certain things there and he was like well, kind of
0: and to set the setting for people who didn't know it it didn't have black light posters no and it was
1: very lovely. they didn't have incense yes they did which they made there
0: but it was well lit and it was uh, in the downtown area and actually at the time it was next door to a Thomas Kincaid gallery it
1: totally was which I is now about the that place it's a chocolate cafe now check it yeah um but i so i thought that i was applying to work in that part of the store well unbeknownst to me they were building a bistro in the back of the store and they were actually interviewing everybody for um, a waitressing and food prep and cleanup positions.
0: Spoiler alert, this business didn't last, and that place is now a community gallery of local artists. Yes, it
1: is. Um, so I got the job, and then I show up to work my first day, and I was like, great, I'm gonna learn how to make bubble bath and massage oil. This is gonna be so amazing. And she's like, here's your apron, and I'm gonna teach you how to make everything on the menu today. And I was like, oh no, because I have never wanted to work for food. And Long story short, it turns out that I suck at waitressing because I got everybody's orders wrong. I suck at cooking <laughs> food because I couldn't well, remember well, I how I to make that. anything.
0: I didn't even know you back then. I, I am
1: really amazing at washing dishes, though. And um, Yes,
0: but listeners to this podcast will know your history with cooking and know that at that point <laughs> in your life, you didn't because you hadn't met me yet. No. Because I taught you how to cook.
1: Yes. Um, anyways, I did not last very long at this job. I didn't love it. I got to work in the front of the store once, and I absolutely loved that day, but that was a one-time thing, um, because there were you know, no people with in it, the bistro that day. You probably day. would
0: have met me sooner, because I was working one block away
1: mm-hmm.
0: at one of my summer jobs yes. that I had for many years.
1: Yes. Um,
0: selling hot dogs. Selling hot dogs. Getting back to the hot dog emoji. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Right, so I it lasted for less than a summer, and after that, I was like, "Oh, never again with food, never again." And also, I will be asking specific questions at my next job interview to find out what exactly I'm being hired for. So, life lessons were definitely learned. That's the one positive that came out of that job. What was your worst job? Why are you giggling?
0: I'm trying to decide. Uh, I think <laughs> the one I want to talk about is um, was a college job I got because friend mutual friend of ours who's actually the friend that is the reason why we formally met mm.
2: mm-hmm. she was my
0: she asked me to go to prom with her mm-hmm. uh, i was a freshman in college she was a senior she had a dress had tickets needed a date asked me i went we went with a bunch of couples you were there i think we've talked about this we story have before about this. all right so we're in college at this point. I'm at Western Michigan. You're at Western Michigan she's at Western Michigan. And she's like, hey, I'm working at Bath and Body Works. And yes, I'm saying the company because they, the limited brand doesn't care about me talking about this stuff.
1: <laughs> no, they'll probably get a kick out of it. <laughs> they'll probably get a kick out of it. So we're in
0: college. And this is way back, you know, back in the day. And she's like, hey, why don't you and her, her now husband, her boyfriend at the time, why don't you guys come work? They need uh, people to help with stock when the shipments come in. And they were usually coming in UPS. Somebody open the boxes, put it back on the shelves in the back, and then reload the front of the store. hmm It's after hours. You guys, her key phrase was, you don't have to wear the stupid aprons. We're like, cool. We come in after. Like, basically, as the mall's closing, we go work in the back unloading the boxes. And yeah. then once the mall closes, we'll go reload the front of the store. Mm-hmm. It gave me a discount to the limited brand around Christmas time, which that included Victoria's nice Secret. I had a girlfriend at the time. And the limited. Name, name, yes, and the limited named Jessica, who beloved both Victoria's Secret and the Limited. And, you know, college students. One, I'm getting money. Two, I'm getting a discount on places that my girlfriend loved, who she eventually became my wife. <laughs> Great. It's me. All right. What made this job so awful? Because that sounds wonderful. Um, the mall hours changed. But our work schedule did not.
1: Yeah. So
0: for the first part of our shift <laughs> at night, we had to go out on the floor and start doing restocking. And we had to dress in the uniform or the dress code they had and put on the stupid little aprons.
1: Ha ha. The my green favorite, apron.
0: <laughs> My favorite was when this uh, this woman who was Christmas shopping walked up to our, our, our friend's
1: <laughs> boyfriend, at the, boyfriend
0: time. at the time, now husband and i'm reloading like hand soaps and stuff like lemon and the cucumber melon and stuff and he's like 90 degrees because we're right in the corner reloading the one panel of men's section <laughs> and uh this woman goes what do you think my uh my 13 year old son would want out of all of these he goes honestly none of this crap <laughs> <laughs> and the manager's listening and she like covers her mouth and goes in the back room she doesn't discipline him or anything she's like well, and I'm like <laughs> lo- ready to lose it. And I'm like, word, word. I mean, this is before Axe body spray and everything. Yeah. Because <laughs> right, he's like, everything so- smells like a New York taxi in this section. <laughs> <It does laughs> like not. a car air freshener that looks like a tree. And then to be fair, everything was like spruce and fir and, you know, different evergreen trees. Sawdust. Sawdust. I mean, basically smells like... It had to come with a flannel shirt at that point in time. Now they've changed their lineup, and you it's know, much better now. Please don't sue us, limited brand. Uh, it's just I'm just retelling the stories. So that was uh, that was not fun. Uh, I guess the other one I was going to talk about was I learned a lot from it, but it was after I finished grad school. I, I worked as a professor for a little while in a non tenure track position that was terminal because they ultimately wanted to hire a um, a person from outside, and oh. I was I was looking elsewhere. I landed a job that uh, up in D.C. doing kind of fun research and development work. And it was it, it should have been awesome. Um, yeah, I got a I had a boss that was there was something going on with him and his deputy where she's making his uh, erectile dysfunction appointments on his professional calendar that the division secretary could see. Uh, there was. <laughs> proposal writing efforts going on at his house that I was not invited to. That just the two of them were doing. That took place late at night. He would come in at one p.m. There was a bottle of Jameson in his desk drawer.
1: Oh, he was one of those yes. old school people. Like old school people. In the drawer. For uh, the bad days. He
0: loved. He and his wife and his deputy, who was a friend of his wife, loved taking off on their sailboat, or his sailboat, and going down to Fantasy Fest in Key West. That's if Fantasy Fest, with, yeah, it's just. uh it's a uh, it's a costume party that is definitely not for the minors. Oh, yeah. A uh, various a lot of body paint, not a lot of clothes. Uh, is there foam? One of uh, I me, mean, it's an ongoing thing. One of our students from Florida State grad, you know, undergrads who's now gone on to grad school and is a Ph.D. Oh. I will not name her. Uh, went with a group of friends, and I remember she took a picture. They were wearing the uh, the Blind Melon um, bumblebee costumes where, like, the girls wore it one night and the boys wore it another night. Okay. And then there's another one. They're posing with somebody who was there, and she posted it on Facebook, which it didn't get tagged automatically because of the body paint. But I'm um, like, my comment was, I see France. I see. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Full commando uh, in terms of fabric. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, not her, but the I'm person sorry, they were posing I with. i yes. so sorry I asked So they used to go down to that thing, and he was doing all sorts of stuff. And uh, at one point, he quit. We thought he was just taking vacation mm-hmm. in our team. But what he had told the company was like, well, my whole team will quit if you fire me. Because they were like, good riddance. We'll let you you're your deputy. Or the, I was third in line to run the show. Didn't find out until later, like... He basically said we would all walk out. And we're like, F- him, he's out. He was miserable. And then even when he they decided just like to hell with your whole team, we'll just tr- dissolve. dissolve the company in the, the contracts you guys have. Um, he had us working on proposals. Later later we found out that we we're working on proposals for him, his deputy, and his number one technician, and the rest of us were gonna get screwed. So luckily, I lay a position somewhere else. I had a much better time, and that yes. was the company that um, I did a lot of work for in D.C., and it was operational and strategic and tactical-type intelligence work, and that was fun. Yeah. So a good came out of it. I did gain a lot of experience. I, I got a lot out of it, but at the time, it was absolutely miserable. He also uh, hung us out dry. He knew we were going through fertility treatments at the time and didn't say a word that... Um, Maybe you don't want to have a kid right now because this is I'm setting you guys up to just be booted to, out the door. To
1: be fair, you're not allowed to talk about things like that when you're in management. You know uh, this. No,
0: no, the the company wasn't going that route. He was strategically oh. setting it up to be booted out the door.
1: Oh, well, yeah. yeah, he's still one of my least favorite people. So. He was also
0: one where he's like, you guys got to be busy and active. And it's like, look, you've set this up where you give marching orders every morning and you don't show up to 11. And we're to be in the door at 830 yep. by the latest. And I had to be there at 730 as a member of the senior staff. Yeah. And it's like. I'm trying to keep the whole staff busy, but you gave us marching. You know, you told us not to lean forward on anything and you don't show up to one and you're hung over and you start drinking almost immediately. So that was pretty bad. But uh, I will say the worst was the Bed Bath & Beyond (laughs) of like having to be out on the floor while shoppers are still there. You know what? I didn't mind it like climbing the racks in the back and stocking stuff. That was a fun little college job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What was the worst boss, Jessica?
2: Mm,
1: I don't know. I don't know that I've had a terrible boss. Like none of them have actively been mean to me. None of them have treated me the way that that man that you just described treated you or the work situation. Um, I did work at the road commission one year and yes the year my, that
0: we got engaged
1: yeah my boss was very nice he was a very lovely man i just never really which
0: s- boss because we had three bosses
1: we had three bosses
0: well we had the chief engineer
1: that's the one that i'm talking he about he
0: was brand new he knew nothing like i'd already been there for four nothing. years at that point and he really was, had come in and he's like we were working on a special project so he's like whatever i don't have to worry about you guys we had the engineer manager for the entire road commission
1: oh i never considered that also guy my boss because we didn't actually work with him. He
0: and I would sit down and talk, but we also went to Michigan Tech. And, like, all the other workers were like, he doesn't speak to any of us. We're below him, blah, blah, blah. I'm like... That he guy knew, was really nice. He was really nice. And he always come talk to me because we both went to... He went to Tech, and I was going to Tech at the time. And then... Oh,
1: there was that other man.
0: And then there was I the one... About that guy. Because we were working on an environmental studies project out of a consulting firm that the state provided. And the consulting firm was up in Grand Rapids. And we were for him. He was interesting. So, like, when we were doing... um we we're looking for illicit uh, flows into the waterways in the state of Michigan for this county that we were in. And uh, we're down on the beach and we had to follow guidelines for the road commission, which meant we had to wear shirts with sleeves. We had to wear the big vest. We had to wear pants, ideally jeans, but sometimes I wore cargo pants. We had to wear steel toed boots, even when we we're walking on the beach. He didn't have to prescribe to the, all those things. So, like, we go down there and he's like, Right around shirtless. He's shirtless. And you and I are looking at each other like, he has claw marks across his back. Yes, he did. That was really. Somebody had a wild time. Really
1: hard not to bust out. He didn't realize
0: also that we like he kind of got there was something going on between
1: us. Oh, yeah. They had no idea.
0: He didn't know. Like The work they knew, we were engaged Mm -hmm. uh, because your parents sent flowers to work. They did. So we started working and uh, I expected another my fifth summer of construction inspection. We figured you'd be on the survey crew, and I got called into the engineer managers, not the chief engineer's office, Mm -hmm. his boss's office, and goes, look, we're going to put you out on this environmental study project. Um, You've done a lot of multimillion-dollar projects. You've got a lot of experience. I'm like, that's fine with – you we need somebody who can do this that's reliable and understands science more than the average summer intern. You know how to handle the public because you're a psychology major now because I had changed majors, but you also have all that engineering and laboratory experience, so you can do the science piece of it. But the radios we have and the cell phone service at that time, which we're using Nextel. Nextel! Does Nextel even exist anymore? I hope not. Yeah. So they're like, if some, you fall in one of these ravines doing this project, um, no one's going to hear you, so you need somebody to go with you. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to get person X this is a second year uh, summer intern they go well he already knows the ropes on the survey crew so we're gonna send that new girl Jessica I'm like that's stuff I'm like okay you do realize Jessica is my girlfriend he's like is that a problem no
2: (laughs) not if you see a problem
0: if you don't see a problem here I see no problem of me spending the summer working with my girlfriend
2: Nope. he's He's like all right
0: you're reporting forget the chief engineer you guys report to this consulting firm up in Grand Rapids about an hour and a half away. Yeah. Especially at that point. So I'm like, okay. And at that point, they had locked down the computers. So we had to like do all our uploading and photo uploading from like your house or my house on rainy days. Yeah. So we're like, we show up, we pick up the county-issued vehicle, and then we just ran around and the chief engineer didn't give no. a shit what we but,
1: did. So that's the thing. The chief engineer um, was a very lovely man. He was extremely nice. I never really talk to him um just because he was basically like my boss but not really my boss um i don't know i don't like not have i don't like having like an absentee boss i want to have some sort of connection with the person that's in charge of me and i didn't get that from to be fair like
0: that so i was back for my fifth summer that was not the boss that originally hired me
1: right no i the,
0: the chief engineer that hired me um, had been there. He was a, a, a P.E., a professional engineer, because they had a chief engineer, a project engineer, and then the engineer manager over. Mm-hmm. The, the project engineer changed quite often because I was like the low-level engineer who's working on their P.E. The chief engineer was a P.E. That guy, that summer that you came back, mm-hmm. decided to go back to nursing school and became a nurse and yeah. actually ended up, uh, I think he just retired, but he ended up working for uh, Nicole. And if you listen to our Dietitian's Dish podcast uh, episode... Nicole from that episode. He ended up working for her.
1: Yeah, he is really a nice man.
0: Very um, nice. But we he knew was the, him from something else. He, he was the chief engineer who hired me, and I worked for for four years. And I came back from my fifth year, and so let me get this new guy who is completely overwhelmed by his new chief engineering position. So he's like, oh, these two interns working on this environmental studies thing. that I'm
1: not going to talk to you. I have nothing to do with you. Just whatever. Yeah,
0: he had, he had other things to do. So we became a pet project for the engineer manager that oversaw the whole thing.
1: Wait, which and is it- also fine. Which
0: is fine. Like, oh, you're being managed by somebody in Grand Rapids? Have fun. It's like. Okay. Yes. I mean,
1: other than the spiders, that job was pretty awesome because I got to hang out with you all day, and we got to stomp around in the forest, and like there was basically no oversight.
0: I I love how we went from the least productive team in the state of Michigan that they were looking at the first half of the summer when it was raining all the time because you had to wait mm-hmm. uh, three, like day, three days, three days after it finished raining because obviously things are gonna be pouring into the waterways right. after rain. After three days, if it's still pouring in, something's up. Exactly. And then you had to do chemical studies. So much fun. GPS and everything. We became the most productive team the second half of the summer.
1: To the point where they called us and they were like, slow down. Stop Stop working so hard. And we were like, we are literally riding around in a truck for half of the day.
0: We had a 40 Conoline van that used to be the survey vehicle. We went, and all oh, my favorite was when we were driving around, and we hear this thing when we got up over 25 it we went away, but when we were low, it was like something was rattling. Rattle. So I eventually took it into the county maintenance shop and said, hey, what's up with my van? They're like, yeah, four of your five lug nuts are rolling around in the cup cap. <laughs> but, now, do you, uh, you
1: remember when I drove down the hill? <laughs> oh <my
0: God. laughs> so the we had to take <laughs> this this boat, the SS, SS Minnow, which was a flat bottom, low boat. Horrible. We took down this creek. And we, only, we didn't have enough oars, so we had one basically paddle. I'm in the back trying to steer this thing. And then because of the flow, I could not go backwards. No, we so we a... were
1: yanking on tree limbs to like slow us down in this creek. And every time we touched a tree, giant spiders would hop into the boat. And they would run around. And like we had cans of raid. And we were hosing these <laughs> things down with the raid. And they would not die. It was
2: horrible. The whole, the whole
0: bottom of this 12-foot boat is moving. When we stop, when we pull ourselves up to an illicit flow. We have to take photos. We take a GPS reading on it. We have to do all sorts of field chemical tests.
1: Mm-hmm. So much fun. And then
0: we continue on. We go and we do a few miles of this. And it's like, okay, we got to wrap it up for the day. So then we 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 call in for, uh, I think, your brother My to brother pick you up. My brother came and got us. Yeah. Me. So I'm pulling this thing out of this creek. And it was a steep embankment. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I had to basically take this 12-foot boat and pull it up basically 12 feet up this steep embankment you get driven where we parked the the van and you come and i hear this horrific noise and this <laughs> cloud of smoke coming over the hill because you've now driven
1: a couple of miles uh
0: yes a few miles
2: and I, to be you- fair
1: i did not hear anything <laughs> i did not smell anything there was no light on in the car alerting me to a problem I thought Whoa. it was weird that I had a harder time speeding up when I wanted to. Well, that
0: happens when you have the emergency brake on.
1: Yeah, so I drive down this hill and I see you pop up and you are screaming and waving your arms trying to get me to stop. And I was like, What's happening? I need to pull over. Like, why are you screaming? I'm almost to you. It's going to be fine. And you open my door and you're like, you're driving with the emergency brake on. You're going to break the car.
0: <laughs> this is the thing that's already done. It lived out its life as the survey vehicle. Anyway, so we had that. Yeah, we spent the summer together. And it was funny. It was the second half of the summer when um, we're doing the south end of the county. We live in the north end. So we'd have to drive down there. You refused to uh, pee in the woods.
1: Nope. Not happening. You
0: refused to use any of the local gas stations. So if you had to go to the bathroom, we had to turn around and drive basically an hour north for you to go to the bathroom. An hour back south to continue working. And we were like, well, we're just goofing up because I'm going. I'm heading off to grad school you're not doing this job another year Mm-mm. and we're like well screw it and they're like, you're the most productive team in the entire state. In fact, you not only, like, if you look for the whole summer, you guys are the most productive team in the entire state. We're like, we really just,
1: we just, I mean, cows we, all summer.
0: <laughs> we did a good job. We did, we the, did
1: all of the things that they asked us to do. But everything got done, clearly.
0: And while we were working our butts off the first summer, in the first half of the summer, they're just like, yeah, I gotta work harder. I'm like, look, it's raining down here.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, suddenly it's like, what was your secret? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Going out for long lunches with my girlfriend? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway.
1: Who's your worst boss?
0: Uh, my worst boss has to be that first boss I had in D.C., the one that was... Um, there was plenty of evidence pointing that he uh, he and his wife were swingers and that he was also having an affair with his deputy on the side that most likely um, started as a swinging thing and then they forgot to invite his wife. <laughs> yeah um and then all the nonsense that went on with that and the politics and they even like one of the girls who worked on the staff there had been one of my undergrads and i had referred her to the job before i went up Mm -hmm. and she's like yeah they propositioned me to play and then all of a sudden downplayed it when i said i wasn't into that it was just a miserable experience i couldn't wait to get out of there
1: yeah that was pretty bad
0: so we'll just leave it at that. Let's I move on so. to another worst. What
1: else do we have? Who was
0: your about? worst coach?
1: Oh, I know exactly who my worst coach was.
0: Who was your worst coach?
1: I don't remember his name, but it was my That's soccer That's fine. We don't
0: want to name names. Um,
1: it was my soccer coach. I only played soccer one year, and I did it as a bet. I bet my friend that, and not, it wasn't really a bet, but I said. I'll say,
0: what was the wager? It
1: wasn't really a bet. It was more of, I will play soccer if you will play softball. Cause I was super into softball and she was into. That's
0: totally a small school type move, but you didn't go to a small school. No,
1: I went to a bigger school. Um, She was into soccer, and we both wanted each other to play our sports because the hope was that we'd be on the same team and it would be fun. We were on separate teams, so that sucked. I cannot stand running. I couldn't stand running as a small child. I can't stand running now, and soccer is running. Um, so I get on this team, and like I wasn't super close with any of. I don't want to play hockey. It's
0: fucking cold. There's no running.
1: I don't understand. I don't think you understand how much I hate being cold. You don't understand You've how it is out You've been married to me for there. a really long time.
0: It seriously is not, not cold. I don't, Once you put all the gear on I'm and you're moving around. not playing
1: on an ice cube. No. <laughs> <laughs> Which is essentially what an ice rink is. It's a giant ice cube.
0: Speaking of ice cubes in the rink, had hmm. you, a few years later, they opened up Killwind's down the street from the, the hippie artist bistro thing you had going on. Had you gone there, you probably could have worked with the former Miss Stevensville that became Mrs. Rinkowner, along with her sister-in-law, who, if I understand the story correctly, introduced Mrs. Rinkowner to Mr. Rink-Owner.
1: I think history has worked out the way it was supposed to. I think
0: so too. For them so, too.
1: Yeah, I think we'll just leave it as that. Um, anyways, I would
0: love it if they listened to this at some point and found <laughs> out that they refer to as Mr. and Mrs. Rinkowner. That'd
1: be cute. Yeah. Um, what was I talking about? What are we talking about? I don't remember
0: the worst coach
1: right the worst coach okay so i'm on this team and like i hated not hated but i wasn't super close with everybody and my coach was super like normally he was very nice he never screamed at us or anything but he would get like really into the game and if you were a kid that was on the sidelines because they switch shifts every every so often so everybody gets a chance to play but if you were on the sidelines it he got like super upset. He would come and he'd like pat your shoulders. But then if something upsetting happened, the pats would get like a little bit harder. And at one point, like he he was patting my back, but then he gripped my neck really, really hard. And I was like, let go. This is why are you doing this to me? Um. So, yeah, that guy was probably the worst coach because for some reason I got my neck squeezed by him. It was weird and never played soccer again after that because I twisted my ankle very severely and found out about 10 years later that I actually broke it that day. So, yeah, never again. Anyways,
0: that's okay, soccer's boring. You should play something exciting is like the hockey. The
1: worst. Yep. No, not playing hockey either. Who is your worst coach?
0: My worst coach was my high school cross country coach who also was the distance coach on the track team. He was an assistant coach. Uh, I did everything I could to be a sprinter. And even when I was middle distance, I said I was long sprint just to avoid having to be around him. Cause he kept trying to pull me back into the distance side. He was, he'd come out, give us the running assignment. Most days. Not always. Usually he would, just a lot of times he actually just gave the captain of the team the running assignments but if he came out he was in his normal teaching attire he was the middle school uh geography teacher mm-hmm. and then he'd disappear and didn't really give a sh- about all of us and like we'd be running meets and he's like you're off pace you're off pace you're behind pace i'm like what the f- pace i don't know you don't tell me sh- <laughs> and how do you even know what my pace is you don't watch me practice <laughs> and then like as soon as you crossed the finish line he's like all right go out for a cooldown run i'm like You, I can't even (laughs) breathe. So he made me hate distance running, made me hate cross country. He kept trying to get me to like tell me I'm not a sprinter in track, which I was a sprinter, and actually, in all honesty, I was a middle middle distance long sprint. Like 400, 800 was really my sweet spot. Okay. It and it was funny because I've been on sports radio a number of times, and the sports radio host when he come and talked about high school sports. Went to my high school, knew who all the coaches, were, and I always would ask, "Were you inspired in your coaching style by the head track coach, yeah, or the uh, cross country coach slash distance coach?" And I'm like, honestly, no, I'm inspired by my PhD advisor, and I coach very much following the teaching philosophy of uh, my graduate advisor. I do not coach like them, and
2: yeah.
0: I think that shows too, because when I was there, the cr- the cross country team was barely hanging on Mm -hmm. did not have enough people whereas it flourished uh when i was the head cross country coach and i really found that love of running through the fun runs and not taking it overly seriously and um doing the data-based approach cool jessica what was your worst race experience and actual race is not not like that we've told the story already where the race that never happened (laughs) your first triathlon
1: okay (laughs) All right, well, I'm glad you clarified that because I had two, and that was definitely one of them. Okay. Uh, my other one, though, is actually kind of graphic. Oh, so really? I'm just going to tell you. Please
0: don't, please say this doesn't involve a porta potty.
1: It does not involve a porta oh, okay. potty. Okay, well, those
0: are quite graphic, too.
1: Indeed, they are. No, they are some we sort of horror scene in there. Did a triathlon uh, two years ago. and... Well, we didn't do any last year no, other we didn't. than virtual this ones. One was, this one was two years ago, and it was a full try. And unfortunately, I was on day two of my period, which I don't know. Clearly, you're not a girl, but I'm sure lots of clearly. our listeners Thank are Thank you for girls, noticing. And day two can be quite messy. We're going to leave it at that.
0: I'm just thinking of Dave Grohl when we went to the most recent Foo Fighters concert, 2 We're like,
1: night two, night two, night, night two. two is always better than night one. Not in this case. Day two is worse. Day two is a nightmare. A big messy nightmare. Anyways. Moving on. Can't change the day of the just triathlon. My... So just drink your drink. It's fine.
0: I'm drinking my so Bloody Mary. With I juice.
1: prepared myself as much as humanly possible. And it wasn't good enough. Uh, I have a white seat on my bike. You can use your imaginations. Also, like, at the end, <laughs> I knew that there were problems. And at the end, <laughs> there were, like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's just a fun way
0: to put it I just,
1: look, I managed to I got off my bike seat How much transition. will cost just to shut get, up cost
0: mo- to get Morgan Freeman to narrate this stuff? <laughs>
1: there were
2: problems
1: <laughs> Or got, Mike Rowe So I knew that my bike seat was white I knew that things were happening and I was like So I fortunately was one of the last ones to get into transition. So there were not a lot of people around and I just quickly took my towel that I had for my feet and just wipe, wipe, wipe really, really fast. And I was like, okay, time to like walk my 5k. So we get to the end and like you greeted me at the end, which was very lovely and I was like, I, I want to go to the room. And you're like, no, there's drinks and there's food. And I was like, oh, I want to go to the, the burritos room. burritos were
0: awesome. I know which race this is now.
1: Yeah. And so you're like, no, we're going to have drinks and eat burritos. And I was like, okay. So I sit down and I hear squish. And I was just <laughs> like, <laughs> So I graphic. <laughs> I looked at you and I was like, I need you to go get me my drink and my burrito. And they're like, they really want you to get it yourself. And I was like, I need you to get it. For me, I will wave at them.
0: Not to mention your results, because they were printing off like a grocery receipt with your results and how you... Yeah, they wanted me to get
1: that, too. And I was like, I will wave at them, too. I'm not going to move.
0: So... He was a whole, like, 30 yards away. (laughs) His timing trailer. Did
1: you hear me when I said... Oh, I I heard you. Squish. I got it. Okay. So, we stayed until... There was no post-race
0: celebration.
1: No, there was not. We stayed until they were literally cleaning things up. And I was like, <laughs> let's okay, go clean things up. Most of the people are gone now. Go get me a pile of napkins so I can clean off this chair. And you were just like, what the f? And I was like, just get it. Um, <laughs> so the por-
0: post race endorphins went to waste. They did. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway. And then it
0: became post race nap time.
1: Yep. Uh, Which was not
0: impacted one bit.
1: So yeah, that was probably the worst race experience which I managed to hide from all of the race people so that's good but not from you and that's sad for you and definitely not from me.
0: It made the whole trip a sad for me. It was
1: sad for you.
0: But I was with you and it was fun and we went to a new brewery and it was we went to a new wine, winery. We went to
1: a lot of new places on that we trip. We were
0: introduced to Euper juice
1: and butterflies.
0: Butterflies and margarita flights. Margarita flights. That's I cute. haven't posted the photos of the butterfly yet but I have posted the margarita flight two different photos of that on our Instagram which is at the handle uh, Red Arrow HW.
1: Yep. Um, So that was my worst race experience. What was your worst race experience?
0: Oh, I have a few. Uh, But I'm going to I think I'm going to go with the one where it was a 5K and I was still still very much heavier, much, much heavier than I was now. And uh, it's a race that we've done a number of times in one of the small towns nearby. And it's an out and back course. And at this point in my, uh, my running and my weight loss journey that, um, it was just the goal of, can I do the whole thing without walking? Mm -hmm. Um, and also can I really pushing myself to be in the low thirties? It was a, a dream to be in the twenties at that point and carrying that much weight that really is. So I get off and Mm -hmm. I'm like looking at my, I've got my phone on that's giving me feedback and playing music in my headphones. I actually don't have music anymore when i run and i also have my fitbit going as uh kind of a redundant measure because they didn't match up exactly but gave me a good idea of my pacing i'm running a little bit under uh nine minutes per mile i'm running
2: eight
0: i'm like wow i'm off to a great start and like at this point when you weigh at this point i'm 250 260 Mm -hmm. i mean that's not a bad pace at that weight at that age that's
1: not a bad pace for like Less than that.
0: Well, all right. But I know I'm not going to sustain it. I'm going to end up uh, averaging, you know, the goal is to average under 10 minutes per mile okay. uh, for me at that point. And I'm going, and like I said, it's an out and back course. I'm off to a great start. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have a good day. I've been training all summer. This is an August 5K. Uh, In the mo- early morning through the vineyard or along the vineyards, it's a road race, heavy crown on the road. I've done this a few times. I yeah. realize that. You pretty much have to run on the yellow line on the road. Yes. Because it's, if you go towards so the, steep. yeah, it's a sharp crown because really what they've done is it's a gravel road that they've capped. Yeah. And they usually, what they call seal coat, which is chip coat, which they basically put down tar and a bunch of gravel mm-hmm. and then grind it in. Yep. So if you run towards the edge of the road, it's leaning hard on that right hip because of the elevation you know, change in the crown. Anyway, so I'm off to a good start. I'm heading downhill, and all of a sudden, the deli belly sets in. The upset stomach. The, like, I've got a shit. I'm going to poop myself. It's going to be explosive diarrhea. Fuck me. No, and I'm not even, like, I'm about a quarter of the way into this race. I'm halfway to the halfway mark. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a tad bit of bleeps in there. Just a few. <laughs> Just a few. Um, so I have to start walking, which I'm now pissed at myself.
1: Aw. Uh,
0: but I was able to pull it together. I was able to finish the race. I did not poop myself.
1: And we're all happy about yeah that.
0: I did not my bowels didn't let loose my bladder didn't let I loose i did not
1: have to bring a sponge no <laughs> <God>.
2: <laughs> i
0: finished the race the uh i had a okay time i was also upset because i'm looking around before the race and first um a guy i know that i've played hockey with or we're friends with shows up but he's also in my age group he's about you're younger than me like and cra- like i had this string of being in the top three for the age group and yeah. you get a coaster a nice self-absorbing coaster when mm-hmm. you win which is fun because you finish this race and they've got water and massages and everything. But they also have a little section off section for your over 21, which is wine tastings and local beer tastings. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. So like by 9 a.m., you're already, like, drinking beer out in a field in the country. <laughs> and it's totally good because you have run a 5K. They also have a half marathon. You're, like, watching the half marathon guys run in. Like, my favorite was the second-place dude running in who was dressed like Yoda. What
1: the
0: f***? Yeah you're right
1: yeah my eye is just itchy. okay
0: but anyway so i see i see this dude show up I'm like all right well the best i could do is second and then in shows up the public high school cross-country coach shows up who is also a professionally what he does for a job is he's a athletic trainer at one of the fitness clubs i'm like well crap that pushes me down another level um and then there's another guy that i routinely at this race had run against i'm like well crap now i'm like I could really hustle to make top three. Yeah. Which I did make top three, um, even though at one point I thought I was just going to myself all over the place. <laughs> um, Sorry. So that was the worst race. I just... Uh, Time-wise, it was not horrible, it wasn't amazing i've like honestly i'm doing much more or much better now that i've lost a lot of weight i'm not carrying as much weight but at that point in my running in my weight loss journey in my my running uh career uh it was where i i should have been uh for that level but uh i thought it was all turned to because i had to shit. um that's gonna be a lot of leaps yeah
1: okay there's a the story great yeah periods and shit. got it periods and Sounds about right. That's a different episode. Period That episode we are not going to be doing. <laughs> Nobody wants to listen to that. Gross.
0: What's the worst thing you heard someone say in a business or work setting?
1: I literally have no idea.
0: Oh, I know what mine is. Why don't
1: you go ahead and tell us yours?
0: Which is gonna be bleeped, so I'm gonna have to say <laughs> See you C-bomb. next Tuesday. Yeah, see you next Tuesday, C bomb. I was working <gasps> yes. Oh and it was not a dude. So I'm working in a uh, I'm working in a SCIF, which is a secret compartmented information facility Uh, out in D.C. I've been doing intelligence work and I'm managing a team. And at one point, the uh, DIA and the CIA said they wanted to review our reports uh, and our publications before they were published. Mm -hmm. And even then, when they're published, they're still published on classified survey uh, servers. And we're not going to get into what kind of work we are doing, but um, uh, when one of the women on the team found out the announcement that like the CIA and the DIA were both going to, and that's the Central Intelligence Agency. They like, everybody knows defense intel. Well, the DIA is the Defense Intelligence right. Agency. It's different. the it's the military version of the CIA. So they were going to, to review and get to approve and make comments, and it's just another review process. We already have a defense. Uh, employee who is reviewing all our work anyway
2: mm-hmm.
0: and we're doing our internal review process she's like those can suck my hairy c-. yep yeah lots you of- came
1: home and told me that and i completely yeah. lost she it.
0: dropped the the c-bomb three times going on and, on, and on and i'm like i've never heard this in a business study. now it's interesting skiff <laughs> work it uh, has all the things of a professional setting because we were in suits and professional attire, but because we're behind so many locked doors like in Get Smart, if you ever watch that yeah. old show going in, it also had a locker room mentality of both genders. And so it was a very bizarre working environment. But yes, the only time I've heard the C-bomb dropped in a business setting was there when she basically said the DIA and the CIA could suck her hairy yes uh and you got nothing so let's move on to the next one what was the worst uh thing you ever terminated an employee contractor company for severed business relations with somebody for i got nothing okay well the worst thing i ever uh severed business relations with with somebody was actually a subcontractor working under my company he was on my team but he didn't technically work for the same... Well, he didn't work for the same company I worked for, but he worked on my team. It was one of those, like, if you win this contract, give us so many slots on your contract and we'll give you so many slots on our contract over here. So he worked for... A, he worked for a major corporation, even though I worked for a small company, but we won a contract. I fired him for playing Farmville all day when he was supposed to be an intelligence analyst. You so that kind of dates right there. He's playing Farmville <laughs> via Facebook. <laughs> so... He was a Farmville expert, but he got his fired.
1: Oh, my God. All day?
0: All day. Not? And then once we gave him notice that he was getting fired, he played Farmville for two weeks. And that's all he did. He didn't generate a single intelligence report.
1: Amazing. Yeah. You guys paid him to play Farmville.
0: Well, his company, which is a major defense contractor, paid him um, whatever. Apparently, my, my dumb company billed him out for two weeks, but he didn't do <laughs> shit, Covered his. Uh, in terms of production nice yeah but i fired a guy for playing farmville
1: that's great yeah
0: that is what's so the, funny what's the worst post-race meal you've ever had
1: i've never had a bad post-race meal they've all been good i i honestly i can't think of anything that i haven't liked that we've had after a race you got one
0: Honestly, I don't. Okay, <laughs> Put well. down. But the uh, uh, honestly, everything tastes amazing. And for me, at this point in my life, my races are either 5K, 10K, or triathlons. Yeah. And usually triathlons, although the past year, I would say any meal was because it was not in-person racing.
1: Yeah.
0: And it more has to do with the, the race. setting. I miss the in-person racing. I love, after a triathlon... Especially when we go out and we find, I don't care if it's a local brewery. By the way, I love local breweries, wineries, distilleries, because they usually have the best food. It's because they're fun. doing pretty original original work. Mm-hmm. But even if it's a dive bar, it tastes amazing after you've done several, you know, all that hours and hours of work. And I'm not just talking about the actual race. Like for us, we usually get up at four in the morning to get ready for a race that might start at eight or nine in the morning. Mm-hmm. How's the pickle?
1: Crunchy.
0: Yeah. Uh, So I really haven't, I can't say anything that was the worst ever post-race meal other than maybe when I was in high school when the uh, track coach used to take the entire team and park the bus at like McDonald's or Burger King. That can't hold a candle to the local breweries, wineries, distilleries, dive bars that we go to after races now as adults. But that might also be because of the post-race drinks. Mm -hmm. So how about this? What was your worst coaching experience? And you've done coaching. I'm not just talking about like Girl Scout stuff. You've come in and have been my assistant coach for track. And occasionally you've been include Mrs. Coach's wife experiences too. Okay. As coined by uh, Grant. Grant. Who used to work for me. and
1: Grant was good at Or not games. work for me.
0: Ren for me. Yeah. Grant's, and Grant is a full on adult now.
1: Yes, he is. Um, hmm. Well, there was the time where you made me come and coach track with you, and it was raining frogs.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: And it was f- cold. At least it wasn't your birthday that year. Damn f- frogs. Um. To the point to where... To be fair,
0: it wasn't raining frogs. It was raining and the frogs came out of the swamp and invaded the track. They
1: invaded the track. and the Guys so were there picking were...
0: frogs out of their spikes.
1: I'm get painting... ahead of the story. I'm painting the picture. You're getting ahead of the story okay. is what you're doing. Tell the story.
0: I'm so going to sip my martini. We, yeah, you
1: do that. We were there for the race. It was a really big track race. They last forever. Um, and thunderstorms rolled in. So then we were delayed. And we had to sit on the bus. And buses are gross and they smell. And especially if they're full of track runners, they smell because even worse. Because the track
0: runners are gross and they smell.
1: They do. High schoolers smell. I'm sorry. Especially the boys. I love you, but you guys stink. Um,
0: Newsflash. Uh, when you go into a huddle. Oh, God. Ladies, you might think you're don't stink you guys stink during a track meet but like the boys Ooh. holy crap my it's almost like india the raiders of the last arc i think the skin's gonna melt off my face because of the boys when they put their arms up
1: it's 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 something yeah. um but anyways, the girls are no bed so of roses either Stuck on this bus full of stinky track runners who yeah. they only want to go and they want they want to run and everybody's bitching and everybody's upset and i'm like oh my god the lightning is so close this is bad um and you're like staring at the radar so you're not really talking to me
0: Five radar apps. Yeah.
1: And finally, like the, the thunderstorm passes enough where we can go out onto the track and actually start doing the things. Well, while we were all waiting, the frogs invaded the track. And there was no mass effort to get the frogs off the track. How are they going to get the track I don't know. Track? With like snow shovels or something. I'm sure there were some around because we live in Michigan and everybody's got a and snow shovel. And it wasn't shovel. even
0: the standard rubberized track, it was sealed. So the water's pooling on top and it's blue. Whereas right. most of the tracks are black, yeah, so this one was blue, like blue with white to lines.
1: Frogs. Is, yeah. So the every the coaches and the the refs, royal the, f- blue are they refs or are they umps? What are <laughs> They're they? They're
0: officials.
1: Officials. The coaches and the officials are just like run, do the running, and all of these kids are wearing spikes, and it became like some sort of weird contest to see how many frogs you could get on your spikes by the end of your race. And so frogs are squishy. It was
0: not, but they yes, did get a lot. Was.
1: And so frogs are They're trying to get medals. They're squishing. Little paw
0: print medals.
1: Squish, squish, squish. Left and right. Everybody's got frogs stuck to them. There was some squishage going on. Our nephew was on the track team that year, and he flat out refused to get out of the bus. He was like, I'm not running on frogs. You can't make me. I don't want to do this. I want to go home. And I was like, I don't blame you. I want to go home, too. This is gross.
0: We had three or four rain delays that meet. The Mm -hmm. bus driver said, why don't you just take all the kids home with you? Now, keep in mind, at this point, (laughs) you and I are coaching. We've got... Our three kids, we didn't have kid four yet. Yeah. And we had our minivan and she basically said, and she's getting paid by the hour and she's like, this, this isn't worth my time to sit around and get paid. <laughs> she left us with the, all the kids to take home in our what was left over in our minivan because she's like, I'm going home. This meat's taking forever. I mean, we got there at one. Well, actually, we got there ahead of time because we had to get the implements inspected, the, the shoplets mm-hmm. and discus. So we got there at noon. The kids got there at one. Mm-hmm. This meet started at basically two. We're here at eleven o'clock at night. She's bailing on us. We got out of there about one in the morning, and eventually got back at the high school at two to unload.
1: It it was, it was f- fantastic. It was a bad race. Um,
0: Congratulations, Global Michigan! You have your Global own. Is- you have your own microclimate. It was just
1: like some sort of weird f- up. Goebbels race category because every single time we went there, it was a nightmare.
0: And we go there for track and cross country.
1: Every single time.
0: My favorite is cross country when we have like all of a sudden the snow flurry start. It starts out like we know it's going to be cool, but flurries start going in. It's so windy that team tents, which are really those canopies, go tumbling like tumbleweeds through the field that has all the team tents in it. (laughs)
1: Tumbleweeds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was your worst coaching? Or, where r- 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 yeah. What was how's your worst that, uh, coaching? How's that first Bloody Mary treat Great. You? How, what was your worst hey, coaching? Hey, are you going to eat your olive? It's mine. You can't
0: have it. I mean, I'll eat it if you I don't want to. Want to. It's to been soaked in vodka. It. All right. Fine. i the nibble on you.
1: Worst coaching? Tell me.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Worst coaching experience. Holy Oh, you're slurping. I thought you were burping.
1: <laughs> I'm not Homer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I've had a, a a lot of bad coaching experiences. I've had a lot of good coaching experiences. Um, I mean, honestly, uh, other than like interactions with individual parents and situations they put me in, I can't really think of the – Worst one that stands out like this, because ultimately I love working with the kids.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I've had plenty of experiences with parents of kids who have been complete mm-hmm. and them and mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and honestly, that kind of led to uh, that's a lot of beeps that kind of led to me quitting um, track and cross country coaching at my alma mater. Mm-hmm. And it, honestly, some of that was parents who aren't even on the mm-hmm. kids who aren't on the team. Uh, they were just so nasty to my own children, and we've talked about this, so I'm not going to spend too much time in it. Oh, you didn't like the olive? No. I'll just go much on this olive, um, and I'll just say that because of who I am and my upbringing and my training, and both professionally and in coaching, that I like working with kids, and none of it is the worst. Mm-hmm. I will say one of the uh, the coaching decisions I'm still kicking me myself with, and I was speaking about this with the new track coach for the team I used to coach, who was is a parent of one of the runners I've coached since she was in sixth grade. Yeah, and I told, so I flat out told her, I'm kicking myself because we could have picked up some easy medals at regionals this year. No, 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 when oh, I quit. Okay, but because I was afraid that after a certain runner. Ran her primary events. Her parents were going to take her and go the home because they didn't want to be a team player. Yeah, I didn't even bother entering the team in that.
1: Yeah, that's unfortunate.
0: And I should have put the runners in to get some runners who normally don't get any medals or get very few medals in it. Just like they could have walked and picked up medals. I didn't even put them in the event because Mm -hmm. I thought I really thought they were after the, the behavior of the parents. They were going to take their kid after she did her main event, which was the four hundred meter dash. Yeah, and walk the home. And hindsight, that really is what I'm thinking about. Like, I should have just put everybody in the the four by four hundred meter dash. It's okay, or relay, and gotten uh, a few kids, the basically the rest of the relay team. And it was going to be a hodgepodge of this one's a sprinter, this one's a hurdler, this one's a thrower, this one, yeah, and just gone. Fuck it, let's do it. Because we would have gotten, like, there weren't enough kids to cover all the medals for that regional race. Right. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. All of. (laughs) Jessica. Marco. We did a marriage episode not too long ago. We did. We were sipping tequila and low-carb seltzers after that. Okay. Or during that episode. But we talked about the best marriage advice. What was the worst marriage advice you ever received? We didn't discuss that in that episode
1: know um i honestly like everybody says don't go to bed angry and i kind of think that the advice because sometimes you need to stop arguing and you just need to go to sleep or you need to walk out of the room and let yourself cool down
0: and approach it with a fresh and, head
1: yeah and so like the idea of staying up all night and arguing until either you both pass out or until one of you finally caves and it, the issue doesn't actually get resolved, I think that that's pretty bad advice. Like, sometimes you just need to take a break.
0: Now, would you say let it linger beyond two days? No.
1: You should you should figure things just out. Clear, just
0: clear clear head and approach yeah, it. Yeah,
1: but like, don't stay up all night trying to not go to bed angry because I can pretty much guarantee, even if you two manage to find some resolution to whatever the issue is, you're probably still going to bed angry anyways. Just a hunch.
0: Just a hunch. Just
1: a hunch. Or maybe it's just me because I have a hard time letting things go and I like to stay worked up for a long time. I don't know. Anyways, that is my worst marriage advice. What's yours? What did you hear?
0: Well, through this whole COVID thing, you and I have, um, I think, exhausted Amazon Prime, Hulu, (laughs) Netflix, (laughs) Apple TV, uh, what we get through our local cable provider and all the premium channels and everything. Mm Mm-hmm. But we've watched plenty of comedians. And by the way, the Burt Kreischer, he's funny, who uh, Van Wilder is based on and mm-hmm. went to Florida State. Go Knowles. Uh, he's a lot of fun. But uh, Dane Cook has one where he's talking to this cute little elderly couple when they're. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is not advice you were actually given, though. This.
0: <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, this is the best I got. I mean, he's like, what? What's your advice? What's your advice for making it last? And he's like, Cheat. I would say, Don't cheat.
1: No, don't do that. do you.
0: Uh, you and I have been a couple since 1999. Yeah. You and I have been married since
1: 2005.
0: Yeah. You and I have been... You and I's.
1: You and I's.
0: Can you tell that I've had a few cocktails? Just a few. Uh, you and I have, got engaged in 2003. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had our first kid in 2009. Mm-hmm. We had our most recent kid at the very tail end, pretty much the last minute of 2016. Yeah. She could have been one day later and been in twenty sixteen, but that's about it.
1: No. She was due
0: years. in twenty seventeen, which she threw was. off the whole
1: Oh yeah, she could have been the, the very birth last announcement.
0: In we we had one where we all wore hockey jerseys where the, the other three wore Tomasi one, Tomasi two, Tomasi three, and we held up a jersey for Tomasi four. Then you and I had jerseys that to said Tomasi twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, she was born in twenty sixteen. It's okay. Anyway. I, I mean honestly I'd say the worst advice was uh it was not personally given to me, but they didn't cook, cook thing a cheat. because <laughs> Don't f***ing cheat.
1: Don't cheat.
0: So that's the best. Uh, the, oh, sorry, the, not the, the best. best. The worst. <laughs> the best marriage advice. Cheat. <laughs> the don't worst marriage advice was cheat. Actually, it's not cheat. Um, I think back to our marriage thing, though, the best advice was two sinks. Two, two s- sinks. That's where it's And at. the best thing we've done is both in Florida and here... You're, and in Virginia. And Virginia sinks in different rooms. Yep. Because in Virginia, we had kind of an L-shaped bathroom where you had a bathroom with one giant sink and a long counter. No, that's here. No, no. And then it was a door. Oh, and that it was, was Tallahassee, room, not in Virginia. Oh, sorry, Tallahassee. And then it was a bath, the bathtub, shower, and toilet. And mm-hmm. there was another door, and there was my little tiny sink room where I shaved and left all my stubble and everything. <laughs> and then in Virginia virginia you had the down main floor bathroom that was
1: it was pink adorable it was
0: pink and black and white tile the
1: only thing it was missing was a chandelier if we had been there longer i would have put one in it
0: needed one and you had that main floor bathroom which was in the intersection of like what was our library office and the the guest room room and everything and the stairs to the in the living room and the kitchen and the stairs to the bathroom very cute little cape cod house
2: i love that house i
0: had this long skinny weird bathroom upstairs but so many colors so many colors of yellow and blue and white and a little bit of purple yeah there's some purple in there too um but we were renting the house and we were spending more in rent than we do in our mortgage payments right now at this current house which is easily triple the size plus has a pool yay michigan (laughs) pure michigan anyway so uh and then uh, our current house, we're in the same bathroom, but it's a very big bathroom. We've got a standalone shower. We've got a triangular Whirlpool tub. And then you've got a vanity, and I've got a vanity flanked on either side of the My vanity tub. is bigger than yours. Yes, it has a seat even. It does. It stool.
1: Has, I mean, it is a solid vanity, like in every sense of the word, yeah. um, which is perfect for me because I'm a girl and I've got lots of
0: But you don't have to see my stubble nope. and... Everything. It, that
1: means that I don't have to yell at you every single day. Get your out of the sink.
0: Well, and like when we when we shared, even when we were in Zo, we had two sinks. I yeah yeah yeah. Your parents aren't gonna listen to this. They
1: are. They listen to. Who us. Who
0: cares? We have four kids now. <laughs> when you They'll were know. when you were hanging out yeah. at my place, <laughs> and you had your dorm room slash our on office campus, oh or our on campus office, our on office campus. <laughs> The drinks were good tonight. Indeed. Today. Today. God, the it's sunny l- shining. It's not even lunchtime.
1: Actually, the sun is not shining. It's very great. I hope it doesn't rain on us. It Jesus better Christ, not. I it got a model on yet.
0: Anyway, we had a long counter in my modular home slash trailer that uh, had two sinks. But like your stuff would drift my way and I get pissed off, or my stuff would drift your way, or the fact that you're brushing your teeth, you could look over and see my uh, shaving stubble in the sink, pissed you off. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, two sinks. Two, two sinks, sinks is the best, and preferably across the room. Whoever thinks other. that one sink is the best. Uh, is the Liars. device, and I haven't heard that. But so, cheat, Dane Cooks, cheat is the wrong marriage advice.
1: So is going to bed, Jessica. Don't go to bed angry. Yeah,
0: yeah. What is the worst place you ever lived?
1: Okay, for sure, West by God, Virginia. <laughs> I don't recommend living there. Yeah. It's uh the West part... Banjos nonstop. Sure. The best part squealing pigs. The best part about living Pot. Pot, pot. The best part about living there.
0: That sure sounds like okay. Boston now. Boston.
1: About living in West Virginia was the yeah. house that we moved into had kittens under the porch. <laughs> and At least it wasn't bunnies. It wasn't bunnies, but I got attached to those damn kittens and then my mom called the humane society and had them taken away while i was at school so i didn't get to say goodbye to them and i was really really upset about that but really living in west virginia who was, do we
0: blame for the west virginia adventure
1: my dad um i did not enjoy living in west virginia also tallahassee because really
0: i enjoy tallahassee
1: i enjoy tallahassee immensely you know the reason why i would put it in the worst places to live
0: because of the homeowners association
1: no not even Fancy Funk. Dr. Fancy Funk.
0: Deck, doctor fancy funk.
1: <laughs> Could have ruined that. The reason is palmetto bugs. There are f- bugs. No matter how much you clean your house, you are going to have cockroaches. And they're going to pop out at really unfortunate times. And sometimes and they, they might they even hop on you and crawl all ha- over your nothing. head. Nothing.
0: They fly.
1: They fly and then they land on you and they how crawl often on do you. you think they and crawled these... in your
0: mouth while you Shut were up. sleeping with your mouth open. Shut up.
1: It's. Horrible. So for that reason, I would say that Tallahassee is one of the worst places. But really, Tallahassee is very lovely, and I, I miss it. And I How would much go back do you there. Miss but first I don't Friday miss
0: down in Railroad, so the Railroad District Park, whatever art district.
1: First Friday is wonderful.
0: Yes, down in the art district. You should have a first Friday just, everywhere. Just beyond, actually, it's right beyond or right between uh Florida State, FSU, and Florida A and M, FAMU in between is this in the low-lying area the railroad tracks run through and those old railroad warehouses are now basically artist studios. studios
1: it's great so much fun first um, friday
0: of the month they do stuff and it's uh it's a blast uh
1: but again bugs i don't do well with bugs Tallahassee is full of bugs i can't can't do it i want to go back to visit but i don't want there to be bugs involved so <laughs> where's the worst place you've ever lived the dmv what
0: the uh, District of Columbia, Maryland, Virginia area. No. When we lived inside the Beltway.
1: Incorrect answer. And,
0: and no offense to our landlords who are our next door neighbors who were. Uh, Literally the best. Who they were. The, actually, they actually were the best. I know. Um, I'm not being sarcastic. And they were the uh, niece and nephew of the neighbors on the other side. They were the cousins of the other neighbors. I'm like pretty much the whole block was one big family and we were renting in the house that our landlord grew up in which was his parents house
1: parents built it by hand
0: but overall i mean, and there's it's a wonderful place to visit it was fun there was plenty to do but i did not enjoy living there uh, i did part of it was the work was draining on me yeah. it was a long drive it was an hour and a half no matter whether you're going 3 <laughs> miles or 23 miles it's an hour and a half to get there there was plenty to do, and like even when we moved to Michigan, kid one was like, "Well, let's go to the zoo." We take this train to this train and get there, and it's like, "No, no, there's no, there's no f-ing trains." And she's like, "Well, there's railroad tracks right there." I'm like, "That's not the same as like having the metro."
1: <laughs> yeah, you get it
2: on the bizarre. train and then you're
0: there. Um, where you need to go. You couldn't just on a whim going, "Let's go out to dinner to this place," because you're playing on. You either in a long delay. You either have to go early, or you have to uh, make reservations. Um, there was plenty of places to go eat. There's plenty to do. We had, you know, the company I worked for, we had access to Redskins tickets, which are now the Chicago, or sorry, the Washington football team.
1: Access to the Washington Nationals.
0: Uh, well, yeah. No, I
1: meant the, the hockey team. What was the hockey team? The Capitals. Capitals. The
0: Nationals were just cheap tickets. For 10 bucks on a whim, we could go. Dude, the
1: Capitals are the best. The
0: Nationals sucked while we were there, but it was fun to go watch.
1: no. The Nationals. Natinals. Yeah. The Natinals. Nationals. Their stadium is wonderful. No matter where we you're sitting, we you can from, see the field.
0: Yes, we weren't far. And actually, they have a very fun park, and it's they well do. designed it's great. and has got good food. We weren't far from the Orioles.
1: Also, the President's Run. <laughs> it's so much fun. They have Jane heads.
0: There was a lot to do there. And I, I'm very happy to go back and visit old town. Alexand- Alexandria was down the road from us, but mm-hmm. I did not enjoy living there. I wasn't, but also keep in mind, I was at my heaviest in my life. I was not in a happy place in my life. Um, happy in my marriage. I, I mean, I was loving you. I was loving kid one and kid two. And even when kid three, he was there for a year, but, um, projection wise i was not gonna if we stayed there i was not gonna live long probably no i would be hell there's a good chance i'd be dead by now probably probably
1: i'm happy you're not though
0: (laughs) oh thank you you're welcome jessica yeah all right we're gonna wrap up on this one okay what is your worst cocktail
1: oh god (laughs) okay so, we used to live in Tallahassee, and there is no shortage of bars in Tallahassee.
2: No sh**. No
1: shortage whatsoever. So, we went, we had some friends, and we decided to go- We had lots
0: of friends in Tallahassee.
1: To this bar slash restaurant. I will say,
0: adding on, piggybacking on the D.C. thing, we didn't have as much friends because our friends were pretty much the people I worked with, and we all lived, like, about the same distance from work in opposite directions yeah, of each other. No, like, so it was that was hard- that was hard. We didn't have friends, whereas in Tallahassee we had tons of friends mm-hmm. and close by.
1: Yep. Um. In so in Tallahassee we went to this bar and it's slash restaurant and it was called Tia's. Go to Tia's for shots. <laughs> after how we, it was after described we, to me before I moved down there by you. After
0: we'd already been doing other things, so yep. my introduction to Tia's, by the way, just kind of giving background to this was before you moved down that one year where you were at Western and I was at Florida State mm-hmm. uh, I went out golfing with uh, our friend Dan and we have uh, multiple friends named Dan. So, that so has- many was- Dans. Yes. But Dan who was at that point dating uh, one of the ladies in the graduate lab I was in. Mm-hmm. But they both came out of Western Michigan they both were from Michigan they moved down to Tallahassee so they had similar things. And he took me out golfing at the Cross Creek Par 3 course on the far side of Tallahassee, Mm -hmm. which was fun getting there. I mean, even just even getting there was an adventure. I was getting flashed by people on the sidewalk on the way there. Welcome to Florida. (laughs) Uh, So we go out where it's my first time out there and I'm I'm a. Belfer. so we're playing this far par freak par three course and there's like a point where he's like you know my ball's just on the edge of the water because there's a lot of water tracking he's like just leave it i'm like dude i can see it it's in like a half inch of water he's like look three feet out i'm like look three feet out I'm like there's a f-ing gator looking to see if he can eat my hand well, I don't want to be Captain Hook, so okay. <laughs> so we go, we, we play this par three course, and it's nine holes, and we play it a few times. Because every time we came around, the first, uh, we paid full price to play, but he knew the the manager. So the guy gave us a case of beer to do our first nine. And we go around again, and he doesn't charge us for the second nine. And as we're coming by, he puts another thing of beer. So we're drinking beer as we do laps around this course. Yeah. And afterwards, we go to Tia's to get food. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm new here. And I'm like, what do you recommend? He's like, the sampler off the appetizer menu. So we're ordering the sampler, and then we're doing shots. <laughs> Later in life, when you move down there, we would go there after we are being at Halligan's, which is the Irish pub we would go to because we got sick of being on the strip because all the undergrads and their moms were, like, humping us, which we've talked about in past episodes. So we go to the far side of town. It's like, you don't want to go to the bar and run into your students we were no. grad students or we were students. Far side of town, we were playing. And it was the only place that... um Actually, the only place was turned darts. It was poor Paul's. But we were playing plastic tip darts. But pretty much on Saturdays, we'd end up at Halligan's playing darts. And then sometimes we'd end up at Tia's for Shots.
1: Tia's for Shots.
0: And you and Dan's wife... Yes. Then-girlfriend... Yeah. ...would end up at the bar challenging the bartenders. And yeah. he and I would so, go play guard- golden tea.
1: Right. So she and I are sitting there and she she goes we're gonna have the bartender make us a shot and i was like great and she goes it's called an alligator fart let's (laughs) see if he can make it and i was like what the (gasps) f**k um so the bartender comes over and he's like what do you want and she goes we want an alligator fart and he was just like "Uh, okay i think you'd be wise to this
0: because she did this more than one occasion (laughs) to this dude no
1: um so he starts throwing into a glass and mixing things up and meanwhile pours you got it into random shots.
0: random dudes just stop you got random dudes buying you, you shots getting
1: ahead of the story I
0: know. we got random guys buying you shots that have nothing to do with the bartender mm. because dan and i are off playing Shut golden teen in another another room they just think they're just hot girls stop. doing shots anyway
1: so she's like we're gonna make we're gonna have alligator farts and i was like that's not even a thing and she goes just watch so she tells the bartender, we want alligator farts, and he's just like, oh uh, okay, and he starts pouring stuff, and then he pours it into tiny shot glasses, so we drink it, and it is f***ing disgusting. I have no idea what's in there, but it was gross, and she goes, oh, that was bad. Try again, bartender, and he was like, uh, uh, okay, so he pours more sh- into a glass and stirs it up, and he pours it into shot glasses, and he gives it to us, and this time it's like green, last time it was brown, And we drink it and it was equally disgusting, but in a completely different way. And so she puts the glass down. She goes, nope, that wasn't it either. Try again, bartender. Because apparently they had a rule. If they couldn't get it right, then it was free until they could get it right. So I think we went through four or five rounds of this nonsense. Um, And then, like you said, there were two men on the other side of the bar who were watching these two little tiny blonde chicks do these shots Shot after shot after shot, and they were like, "Oh, we're gonna buy them shots," and so they bought us shots. And I this was is like, "Post
0: Florida State football game, post to Halligans
1: And so I was like, mm, "I don't know about this." And Jeannie's like, "Just drink it; it's gonna be fine." And so we're doing these shots. Those shots were actually good because they were actual shots that people have heard of, <laughs> unlike an alligator <laughs> fart, which is bull. I know why she, they
0: were buying shots. Well, no, no. I know why they were buying shots. Too, but why she was coming with the alligator shot because we were poor grad mm-hmm. students. It's so not, we didn't have a lot like of money. It's not
1: our fault that the bar had this rule. But she totally exploited it. And it's fine. Um, so I think I said her name.
0: It That's doesn't matter. It. Okay.
1: Um, so anyways. Her husband's like,
0: name. By the way, even if you had her husband's name and her name together, one, there's plenty of people with that. The couples with that item. And even the fact you put them together, it's not like his name shows up on her professional profile online. That's true. So you're so not going to find it.
1: We're like seven or eight shots in at this <laughs> point. And you two come over and the two dudes at the other side of the bar are just like, and they leave. And then the bartender is like, so... because you guys
0: both kiss your significant others. hmm Yes.
1: So then the bartender was like, so did I get the alligator fart shot right? And we were like, nope, you didn't. So we did not have to pay a bar tab. And then we left. And I got... Well,
0: Dan and I had to pay bar tabs because we were drinking beer. You so drank
1: beer, but still, you didn't yeah. have to pay for, like, all of those shots. Woohoo! Bud Light. Um... So then we leave, and we're in the parking lot, and I started shouting about how I was starving, and Dan was the manager of a sub company at the time, and he was like, oh, you're hungry? It's right over there. I just go unlock the door and make everybody sandwiches real quick. And he did. And he did, and then we all went home, and on the way home, I got violently ill out of the car.
0: Puking an I-10.
1: I don't recommend doing that. So that alligator fart, worst drink ever. Your turn. Go
0: worst drink ever <laughs> oh i would have to say uh rumple mints oh, and God. chocolate milk i disagree <laughs> <laughs> so you were down at western michigan i was up at michigan tech my roommate was off i don't know where the hell my
1: roommate Just was i had an apartment
0: in in uh, hancock michigan
1: A basement apartment. Well,
0: look, I mean, there's no sunshine through the most of the academic year at Michigan Tech. So we're like, they're like, the basement apartment. It's twice as large as all the other apartments and it is a fraction of the price. We're like, sold. Plus, it had a giant um, pole in the middle of the living room. It was a structural member. But given that we're at a school with like mostly dudes, um, at least, I mean, they might say officially that it's not. Mm -hmm. Unofficially, it is. And it was just fun to joke about. And it was like, I have a picture of you and one of your friends who came up to visit us standing by the pool because it's funny. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I'm chatting with you online. I'm drinking Rumple Mints, which is a uh, peppermint uh, schnapps. Schnapps. Yes. And vodka. 100 proof vodka. And chocolate milk. And it tastes like a peppermint patty. But we're chatting away. And yeah, I'm not keeping track of how much I'm drinking. (laughs) and it hits me hard yeah so i ended up uh disappearing to the bathroom to go throw up i eventually uh in the shower and the bathroom there because we're the basement apartment the bathroom is a step above the rest of the apartment so they can get the plumbing in underneath Mm -hmm. and uh i pass out and i pass out over the drain with my leg (laughs) so then up over the shower lip it overflows with everything i've been puking in the shower on myself and floods the whole apartment. And eventually my roommate comes home and pounds on the door, and I come out. And he's just like, What the? F-?
1: He was livid.
0: He was livid, but at the same time, passive aggressive about it. And it's like, um f- Drunk. <laughs> <laughs> You've been there. He's had his weekends where he was drunk too.
1: I that he flooded your apartment though he didn't
0: flood the apartment he did other crap <laughs> uh, so yes that would be the rest last drink and i have never had rumperman's ever since you have not uh i think there was some irish cream in that drink too it was a bad idea crap but happens really,
1: it's delicious
0: crap happens when you're 20
1: indeed it does yes
0: anyway i think that's the end of our worst we've so done too. professional we've done cocktails we've done racing we've done coaching we've done everything so let's leave it at that and
1: time for the red arrow challenge time for the red arrow challenge
0: the red arrow challenge is our weekly multi-sport competition uh really like no other you can compete by age division in each of the categories or the composite points and we've got a lot of categories here mm-hmm. but for the most recent week the champions were swimming swimming 20 to 29 Gator Boy, 30 to 39, Me West, 40 to 49, try try again, 50 to 59, Truck Tim, 60 to 69, Kilogram Mill, Nobody older than that. And feature members, not us, because you and I are not getting in the pool at this point. Running. Nine and under, easy e 10 to 19. Lucky dude, 20 to 29, Lexi with two X's, 30 to 39, the Logan, 40 to 49, Sarah 906. Yay, Sarah 906 is back. 906 being the area code for the UP, so I'm guessing that she's a UP'er. Maybe mm. she's finally thawed out. 50 to 59, AR Miller, nobody older than that. Featured members, me. Walking. 9 and under, Easy E, 10 to 19, Lucky Dude. 20 to 29, Smytha, 30 to 39, Wildcat with a K. 40 to 49, Vino Mia, 50 to 59, Teddy, 68, 60 to 69, Pac-Max. Nobody older than that. Featured members, me.
1: Biking on road.
0: 20 to 29, Husky, Mike Husky with an I. 30 to 39, Cyclopath. 40 to 49, Try Try Again. 50 to 59, Truck Tim. 60 to 69, Kilogram ill. Feature members, moi.
1: Biking off-road.
0: 20 to 29 was a tie. Smytha and Super Mario. 30 to 39, Dirt Devil. 40 to 49, 906, Laker. Nobody older than that. And feature members, definitely not us because we're on-road bikers.
1: Sit down pedaling. 20
0: to 29... H. Kaner, 305, no 30 to 39 year olds. 40 to 49 was a tie. Sarah 906. Ten, Tim 906. 50 to 59. G Smith, nobody older than that. Feature members, not us, because my kayak is still on the wall.
1: Stand up paneling. 20 to
0: 29, Gator Boy, 30 to 39, Me West, 40 to 49, Jesse's girl, 50 to 59. Mary Mary, 60 to 69, Sunny D, nobody older than that. Feature members, not us.
1: Cross country skiing.
0: Hot load of nobody.
1: Gross. Skating. 20
0: to 29, Gator Boy. 30 to 39, Benny. 40 to 49, Coach T. Nobody uh, in the 50 to 59 range, but 60 to 69, MRH 313. Nobody other than that. Feature members, me. Hockey. 9 and under, Yellow Ninja. 10 to 19, Soleil. 20 to 29, Lexi with two X's. 30 to 39, Moose Man. 40 to 49, Coach T. 50 to 59, Herb. 60 to 69 Pac-Mac. feature members me. Points. Points, huh?
1: Points. Points. No. Points.
0: L- just keep teasing Coach Dan. No, my fault. Not to be confused with Dan in the shots and the, no, the golf. different Dan's. Different Dan's. So many. Nine and under, Eze. Ten to nineteen, Soleil, Sixty to, or sorry, twenty to twenty nine, Alexi. Thirty to thirty nine, Gator Boy. Forty to forty nine, try try again. Fifty to fifty nine, Truck Tim. Sixty to sixty nine, Kilogram Ill. Nobody older than that. And feature members. Me. Woohoo! So, this has been another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. The worst
1: episode. The worst
0: episode. We <laughs> drop episodes uh, almost every week. We do them on Monday, formerly on Sunday, way back when. Mm-hmm. And uh, we cover all sorts of topics. We'll have a new topic for you next week. But until then, Jessica, this has been fun. So much fun. By the way, just saying it again. Happy Mother's Day. Belated Mother's Day to all those mothers out there. Happy belated birthday to you. Thanks. You're old.
1: So are you. I know.
0: Uh, (laughs) And until then, bye.
1: Bye.